Welcome to Direct Off, uh, the podcast where we compare two directors' filmographies. My name is Drew Mick. Hi, I'm Patrick Huff. And I'm Tanner Ackerman. Well, guys, this episode we promised to do uh, Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg. So that's what yeah. we're going to do. Yep. <laughs> so that went really well. We all watched 54 movies. It was very easy. and I, uh, I, did, st- it- <laughs> I did start doing it. I watched some fun movies. I got I think- halfway through Munich. Yeah, I think I watched. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean Munich. That's a slow movie, so that might have been why you stopped. But uh, uh, yeah, it was a slow burn. I like Munich, but I it made it through. I, I think eight movies combined. I did Jurassic Park. I watched War Horse again. I watched. I mean, tech, I had recently watched all of the Back Back to the Future, so I like crossed those off as well. But do you yeah. think you're the first person that's ever said I've watched War Horse again? I don't know if probably. anyone's ever watched it. Probably it's not a big rewatch film. <laughs> it's, yeah. I've never it's seen kinda, it. It's yeah, I, fine. It's one of the few movies that are about World War One that I can think of, really. Yeah. And that's, like, decent. Uh, Isn't but that the, a, the single take movie in World War One? Hmm? Which one? The, the one that's shot, like, it's all in one take. It's not actually one take, so that's not possible. Oh, uh, 1917? Yeah. You're thinking of yeah, Birdman. No, well... Birdman has some cuts, like two or three. There are some obvious cuts where they've had to do stuff, but um, uh, yeah. So obviously we did not do that. Actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. nope. <laughs> the The show has actually transformed a few ways. We went from doing Zemeckis, Spielberg, then we decided we were going to do Craven and Carpenter, and then we decided it's Halloween. Let's just do all um, Halloween movies, like uh, Michael Meyer movies. And then all Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and then <laughs> then we were like, "That's too much, too." Um, we're only going to do the first uh, Halloween movie and the first Nightmare on Elm Street, which I think is fine and good and manageable. And then from here on out, um, I guess does someone else want to talk about the formatting we're going to do? Because it was a bit ambitious before. Yeah, I think. I think we were all feeling a little ambitious with the first ones. Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> two of us were unemployed at the time. Hold on. I gotta, yes. Yeah. I got to kick the spider's ass. Hold on. Oh, don't show it to the camera, please. Oh. Ooh. He's a jumper. That's not good. Ha. Got him. <laughs> Did you see Drew's like his tongue out like his guts. about to dunk? Uh, I, I uh, just... Not his body. His body's <laughs> over here, but I got his fucking guts on the piece of paper. Yeah, I didn't want that. That was no yeah. nasty. All right. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. We can maybe leave that in. I don't know. Yeah, we'll leave that. <laughs> um, so the new format, I think it's a little bit, like Drew said, two of us were unemployed due to uh, the lovely COVID-19 pandemic, and we had a little bit more free time. Plus, luckily, the first one yes. was Nolan and Cameron, which was and, like 10 each. Yeah. And our easy. second one was, was also 10 each, so like was... Yeah doable it was a little tougher because their movies are long but uh now we're just gonna do we're still gonna do two directors um but we're each just gonna pick one movie from the director's filmography and then compare them in two subsequent episodes probably do our best to like make sure it's like a good spread i don't Mm -hmm. know yeah we'll we'll try to play with it and then in the future there's opportunities to return to like other movies we haven't even talked about i don't know yeah, it was, yeah, we could do part two of those two directors and stuff for sure. Yeah, in the future. yeah, it was ambitious and fun, and then very quickly became stressful. Yeah, uh, time consuming, 
Uh, also, I felt like like last episode was the part two to uh, Fincher, 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 yeah. and Man, and we yeah. covered Fincher, and we had lost steam at that point. So yeah. it was just kind of like I mean, yeah, the Fincher episode was like almost half the length of the yeah. Of the we man were just one. like we also done. talked about Zodiac for five minutes, and then we're off of it, and that is a and film it deserves, that deserves more, more than discussion. that. Yeah. I just want to go on the record and apologize to Zodiac because that movie. Is fantastic and deserves much more. Yeah, we were basically Robert Downey Jr. is real good in it. We like Jake Gyllenhaal. All right, moving Gyllenhaal's on. good. <laughs> yeah. like and we it. and I, I realized I texted you both uh, about Panic Room. We just we didn't did speak about Jodie Foster. Or, yeah, we didn't. Or even yeah, you know, I was like, we, God damn we, it. We talked about Whitaker, uh, Leto, and then the other fucking no name. I don't even remember his name. You, you Dwight Yokel, baby. Yeah, he's like <laughs> a country, country singer, singer, right? Yeah. Yep weird yeah. and then speaking and, of country singers we didn't talk about willie nelson we yeah we didn't get that, willie like, nelson in yeah we just we just yeah. you know we're we're young podcasters at least i am and we uh we were way too ambitious on that like we were trying to talk about those movies for four hours and it just wasn't wasn't working no. just yeah, way Sunday too night, long i was like fuck i gotta go to work so, the next day uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll uh we will definitely just be kind of going more in depth on less movies, which I think is a better mm-hmm. format. It's going to be better, yeah. I think. And um, for our millions of listeners, they'll be able to watch the movies. Yeah, so, instead of being like, yeah. hey, watch 20 fucking movies before the next episode. Yep. It's yep. true. So, so, yeah, like I said, we're going to be doing um, Halloween with 1978. Yep. And then uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 1984. Um, before we get into it, I thought it would be fun to just kind of, we're, we're recording this the day actually after Halloween, uh, November 1st. I thought it'd be fun if we could all go around and be like, what's our like horror movie experience, I guess. Oh. Uh, Tanner, you first. <laughs> um, well, so you hate him. Yeah, no, notorious late. I've always been a big fan. Uh, Pat and I, like, I don't think we realized each other were big fans of it until like college. Mm-hmm. We I, saw... I really didn't know you were. Really, I knew Tanner, but I didn't yeah. know about you. Pat and I like kind of bonded on seeing "Drag Me to Hell" together, and we were both yeah. like, "That movie fucking ruled!" And like everyone we saw it with was like, "That was awful." I just kept jumping the whole time, and Pat was like, "I don't think people like horror movies like we do." And I, yeah, we, we I didn't "Drag them. Me to Hell" come out. We would have been in high school still, right? It was like 2007. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's when we kind of realized it, and then like a couple years into college, Pat texted me. He's like, "Hey." We should watch one horror movie every day of October. If one of us doesn't do it, the other has to buy a bottle of whiskey for us to share. Was the plan. And that's what <laughs> I didn't know that. That's fun. Very we, college we thing to do. Yeah, because we had a ton of time <laughs> at college. And I've tried to commit to doing that still every October. And I think Pat kind of does. Maybe not as much as I try to. How I, did, I, uh... don't, I don't do it every day per se, but I think over the weekends I'll knock out two or three a day just like light, laying around if I don't have stuff going on to try to get to... 31 or whatever but yeah it's tougher as i get older oh for sure because I, I normally like my thing is like oh i got 15 days into the month before i finally had to stop for a little bit but i, I think i do always get to 31 as well too mm-hmm. but so basically i love them i watch a ton of them i especially love like 80s movies 80s horror movies that are kind of my sweet spot i think yeah I, i'm similar to tanner I, I love a good 80s slasher i also i'm more of a sucker i like um I'm drawing a blank here on the words. Um, paranormal activity, found footage films. Oh yeah, you do. You love those, found footage. Those are effective on me, and I, I think there's a lot of, of gems out there that 
because they're so cheap to make. So like they may not necessarily be in theaters, but um, there's a lot of really good well, ones that you can find. Talked, if there was one film event we could go to, like go back to and go to for the first time was appearing was like the first airing of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, that that movie, I respect that movie so much because it, I think it, I think probably 50 to 60% of people when they, the first week that movie was out after they saw it, they like didn't realize it wasn't real. Like they, they questioned it. it was I remember real. reading about that. Yeah. That's Cause insane. it was like the early days of the internet and they like made a, a, a website that like looked real. Yeah. And it was before like everyone knew it. Like today, was, if you released it, it would be like, oh, it's, we obviously know it's fake. It was but like 98, right? 99. Like, yeah. 99. That's something I can relate to. I love a good viral campaign behind a movie. Mm-hmm. I think the, yeah. that's like it builds that's the hype. Like it's just perfect. Paranormal Activity. I didn't but, see it in theaters, but Pat, you said that was like one of the best. Yeah, so I saw Paranormal Activity in. So when it first came out, it was only in like select theater, theaters across the country. So I drove to Cedar Rapids to see it with Which a packed it was house. Like, what oh. an hour and a half, hour forty five, right? Hour to do it. twenty, hour half. Yeah. But. Yep. Yep. From Waverly, and it was it was just a awesome theater everyone was scared it it was like the blair witch of our generation sorry what I mean, year was that 2010 or nine 10 or 11 oh wow i think it was oh, early, so you, yeah. you drove from college yeah yeah college the blair yeah. witch came out in college no 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 no, 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 uh, no sorry paranormal, oh, paranormal activity paranormal, paranormal oh, activity okay sorry so, yeah i, I Bl- missed the no. switch there I was not. My parents did not let me see the Blair Witch. Yeah, no, I didn't. See, I didn't see Blair Witch until like <laughs> I, ten years later. Yeah, I was like eight or nine when it came out. So, um, but yeah, I think I like scary movies so much because it, I mean, one, they're a fun movie to watch with a group of people. If the, if it's like a ridiculous movie, you can make fun of it, and it's just like completely like in high school, our group of friends would always watch like terrible scary movies and. We would just laugh through all of it, but they're enjoyable. And then the other side of it is if you watch it with a group of people and it's scary, you can really get into it and it like really makes you like you get scared. And I I enjoy that feeling from movies. So that's that's kind of why I like them so much. Agreed. All right. So the listeners have have listened to you two and now they got to prepare for the Ubermensch. (laughs) That is me. Like take take uh, you two and combine it. And I'm like three times that I'm a big whore. No, I'm not. um, It just never appealed to me. I wasn't I wasn't big into getting scared. Um, uh, Like personally, I have an aversion to blood, so I would kind of avoid that. But like. I don't know. I have a hard time justifying why. I mean, it was hard to watch, but like Saving Private Ryan, I would watch that. That was fine. But in bloody, seen. bloody, what you've never? No, no I've seen it. Oh, he said scene. that. He said that opening scene. Oh God, yeah. I, um, like it allegedly gave vets like PTSD, like flashbacks watching it. It's <laughs> um, I don't know. I just never liked slashers. I never liked being scared. I still don't ever. Oh, who knows? Um. I don't ever see myself watching Saw. I'm not good on like self mutilation. Yeah. I just mm. it's it's not Saw's, something that appeals to me. You're so, not missing a lot by not seeing uh, Saw. Series, yeah, to be that's I figure. Yeah, like the first the first Saw is pretty good. I yeah. would say, but it it's is. not it's like a good twist too. Yeah, I'm not huge into watching the guy I, from. Yeah, I think we're all pretty agreed. And like torture porn movies are not like just, any of our bag. Yeah, yeah. it's me. Um, some so, of them like, can be good, but they're generally not my bag. Not yeah, my thing. Yeah. This year, I would say I've watched more horror movies than I have in my life, probably, because I watched, uh, for a while, we were going strong and, and watching a lot of... Saw most of the Halloweens. A lot of Halloweens. I saw a lot of Nightmares. 
And then we decided to tone it back, which I think was the right choice. I also mm-hmm. recently watched Scream, which was great. Um, but we're not going to talk about that. I would say, honestly, before, and maybe you guys, I think this is a good answer. But if someone had asked me what my favorite horror movie was before, and I actually think still would say this, I would say Alien. Um, yeah. And oh, nice. I've watched nice Alien answer. because sci-fi. I'm, I'm big mm-hmm. on sci-fi. But I think Alien is a great horror movie that I would say. And it's one of the few that I've actually watched that like classifies it's, it's as horror. It's a haunted house film, but you can't leave the house, period. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, great. things in space generally are, are just I creepy. Think, yeah, the creepiness of space also worked really well. It, yeah, that movie's really good, and yeah. I don't. Some people, I'd say, I'm in the camp that it's more of a sci-fi than a horror. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's for sure like horror elements in it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, not big on it. But I'm I've I don't know recently come around. I'm I'm I guess I've always been of the opinion to watch movies and i like to consume media but um just never delved in until now i have the excuse to but um but this was good i this was fun this was a area of uh culture that i've never really delved into so it was fun to dip my foot in and um i guess we can just go ahead and get into it right what what do we want to talk about first i think it probably makes sense to go to talk about halloween first because it was first out first yeah mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, this is in the conversation for, like, my favorite movie ever made. Um, I think it's that good. Can, and... um, can you guys tell me, was Friday the 13th, was that before this? Or, like, was this a first? That was, so, that was after. Yeah. Okay, so this, this kind of. often credited as, like, the first slasher film. But, I mean, purists will be like, well, Black Christmas was probably the first slasher, which... Like, I mean, it kind of is, but this was the first one to, like, show ridiculous kills, really. Black Christmas, a lot of stuff kind of happens off-camera-ish and stuff. Yeah, and it's... Mm. It, yeah, Black Christmas is good, but I, Halloween good. is way, way better, and it did... It was a much larger movie. I mean, this was, like, a massive critical hit, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and commercial. Commercial. Like, it was huge. Um, and I think what was cool about it is it was just so... Such a simple storyline. And it's hard to reflect upon it after, like, I've seen, like, I don't know how many slashers, and they're all the same, but it's hard to state how original this movie was before all those movies came out. So that's one thing that I I think it's kind of, like, underrated now for for Halloween. But maybe it's not. I mean, people talk about it all the time yeah i don't know if it is underrated. it's probably not underrated if someone came came to watch it though and it was their first time watching they'd seen a ton of other slashers they'd maybe be like well this isn't they're not doing anything new but like at the time Mm -hmm. it was no one was doing anything like the 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 plot is like he comes back and he just kills people that were in his hometown it wasn't Mm -hmm. yeah there was no reason for why he was doing it uh, we should we should mention that we are only talking we will talk about the sequels later but we're strictly right now talking about the first movie and like what it presented. Yeah, because obviously in the second mm-hmm. one they're like, oh well, actually it turns out it was his sister. A sister but like, and, mm-hmm. That was never part of the original one. Yeah, or there's a the reason they kind of did the forty year later thing, right? And just yeah, yeah. yeah, the latest one, the sequel to the first one, which right? Is and I, excellent. And I think also it's it's really good because it's it's really patient, right? So like. Yeah, it I, fucking he, he, builds it up. Yeah, and it's yeah. good, and it and it does it in a creepy way. Like, 
Sorry, uh, uh, you go. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, like you said, like there's that first scene, obviously, where he kills that, his the sister. The opening scene is, is very good. Awesome. Like, I'm a sucker for person, like tracking right? shots where it doesn't cut or anything, and like it's just like so it's him walking up to the window, seeing them, then coming mm-hmm. in through the back door and seeing them go upstairs and going to the kitchen and grabbing a knife, and then when he puts the mask on, you see like the slits too on the camera, even mm-hmm. and like, like shit like that. Just so well done. For me, and I imagine anyone who saw this in theaters in uh, 78, like, I was like, oh, is this a, well, it was, it was uh, Michael Myers, but it, I didn't realize it was a kid. That was, a, that was the twist to me. I thought it was the full grown Michael and this was the first kill. It was, it was fun. Oh. Yeah. Because, sure, like, it, you don't know. It, if you see the kid, yeah, I guess that's a good idea. Because I've seen this. So yeah, that's times, like what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. I, I bet the yeah, advertisement at all didn't show it was a kid. Is, Drew's perspective yeah. is great for me because that's that's true. I yeah. bet you that would have been shocking to see that it's a kid. It's kind of yeah. a twist right away. Yeah, because he's just like he's just a kid in a clown costume holding a knife, a bloody knife, standing outside. Because when I thought he put on the mask, I thought it was the mask, the Michael Myers oh. mask. I didn't. Wow, yeah, you're yeah. right, Pat. It's good to have Drew's perspective as kind of an outsider it, who hasn't watched it twenty times. And then, but then the part where she recognizes him, I was like, what? What's going on? Like, is this? Oh yeah, because again, you wouldn't have thought. Yeah, that's crazy. And it was, weird. it was also, and then like, so after that, right, I don't know how many minutes it is, but it's like a long time until the first he person gets kills killed. Anyone. Like, so it was almost like an hour. I feel like, yeah, the movie takes a, a it, it takes does a good time. job him killing the dude who like was, had the, uh, the tow truck. Cause he does kill him to grab his suit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Does it show that kill though? No, it does not. No. Loomis yeah. comes up on it and sees and he sees the matchbook there that he saw the nurse have in his car, and that's how he knows Michael was there. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it was – it just does a really good job of grounding the film in reality. So, like, right away, you know that it's it – like, you really get to know the four girls – or th- three girls, and you get to know the town and what they're doing. And then, like, all of a sudden, it really starts to pick up. Well, it which, does, like, a, a good job of, like, building up their personality. It's like, well, Laurie Strode's the virgin, like, bookworm, never wants to be around guys at all anyway, and, like, has this relationship with a kid that she babysits and stuff, and just, like, the saintly character, which be- has become such a trope since, but at the time yeah. it really wasn't. Yeah, the the virgin. the the, the... Yeah, the final girl has to be a virgin, yes. that whole thing. Yes. Um, that is, like, then becomes such a trope that it's parodied in Scream and then in cabin in the woods and it's just like held up yeah. since 1978 that's been like a trope that's been the standard mm-hmm. too yeah yeah and people just acknowledge the trope i love well, it well and speaking of like learning who they are and like re- getting to relate to them like um jamie lee curtis was talking about an interview where like that's what Wes craven was saying was, or not Wes craven john carpenter was saying like we need you to be relatable like we need your character to be like this because like people are gonna really identify with you and mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then she said she saw it in theaters for the first time with people, and people were screaming at her not to leave the house and stuff. She's like, oh, John Carpenter knows what he's talking about. I yeah. get it. Huh. And I just love that it was made on such a shoestring budget. And it was it's like it was filmed in California, and I listened <laughs> to a, a podcast about it. And, like, they had so little money, but he wanted it to be so authentic to, like, Halloween Day in the Midwest that um, – because Haddonfield, Illinois, is not a real town. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Um, yeah. So, like, they would put leaves on the on yards that they were filming in, and then they would rake them up and put them back in bags. Yeah, they so had they to keep reusing the leaves and so and stuff. <laughs> I've heard you can see palm trees in some shots. I've never noticed it. And I, was I never noticed look, it either. I was trying to look really. Where hard was this it filmed? For it and I Sorry? never saw it. in California. 
Oh. Pasadena. I've been yeah. to the house the, that it's the filmed one at and walked on the streets. That it's like it does excellent. clearly like okay, this is California to me is like how humid it clearly is and things are mm-hmm. like damp and stuff. I'm like that's not that's not fall. <laughs> I never West. really even thought about that. I guess they just force people to wear jackets. <laughs> Perfect yeah, fall. Yeah, I mean they yeah, I bet they were sweating like crazy under that. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I really really love this movie and probably the other thing that's lasted the most from it is just that the Halloween score, the music. I, I don't know the, if even I heard horror that. movie soundtrack has topped that. I don't think so. I, the only other music, in, uh, the, the Exorcist has really good music, um, but the Halloween theme song is like ingrained in my mind. It's like, oh, this is like, it's like comfort music for Halloween almost. Yeah. It's like the only weird, thing weirdly. that, and it's not even really a soundtrack that I think could like relate to it is like the psycho in the oh, in yeah, shower. The, the, the e- yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I would say that, and then like pass that Exorcist. Exorcist is a very iconic, mm-hmm. like little tune for sure. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'd, I'd recognize uh, it. If you it... if we played it for you, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know what yeah, it is. I recognize this. Yeah, it. Yeah, the ha- Halloween's just a. It's just a great movie, and I think some of the shots that John Carpenter does in this yes. movie are are really good. I really good. I'll let Tanner that, like, talk about it. I mm-hmm. forgot, kind of. Like, I, I went into it being like, ah, I mean, it's a good slasher film. It's one of, the, like, you know, the best ones ever. But, like, it's just amazing cinematography in it. Like, when you see the kid getting, like, bullied for some fucking reason, which is such, like, a 80s, late 70s thing to do where they're just yelling at him, boogeyman, boogeyman, until he falls down and breaks his pumpkin. And they're like, fuck yeah, we did it. Let's go away did now. <laughs> but, like, the camera's following him and, like, him walking, like, past the fence and, like, the camera goes past the fence with him, too. And then you see Michael all of a sudden for a second. Just, it like, was it, There's clever. so many shots like that that are just, like, tracking. Clever filmography. Where it's, that, and it's like, no one was doing that at the time, no. I don't think. Yeah, no. I bet that was awesome in 1978. Like, watching it now, like, there was a ro- moment where maybe she was changing her shirt or something. She was in a washroom and there was a door behind her. Mm-hmm. And, like, it followed her. Um, like, and I, and the door disappeared from the frame. And I was like, I knew to be looking for that or something like that. And it was fun, and it was satisfying to see that that actually paid off. It was, and there's good. a lot of a lot of those shots um, where they like look down from an upstairs window into the grass. Yeah. Yes. And like you see him in the bush, and then they look back, and he's gone, or he's the in the, uh, the clothes hanging, the clothes the sheets hanging, and he's Just in like there, and then he's iconic gone. Iconic shots in this. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that I was like, I kind of like thought were like, oh, these are spread across the Halloween films. I was like, oh wait, no, all these shots are in this one film. Wasn't there a, like an SNL parody? And I was thinking about it whenever I saw it, but it was like eerie watching it. But there's an SNL parody where it's like showing someone looking out the window and like he's mowing the lawn and looks at her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. There, I, I don't yeah. know if it was SNL specifically, but there is very much a parody of that. And so it's that. just like doing yard work and looking at her and she's freaking out. Yeah. And, uh, no, but uh, it was fun to <laughs> having that context first. I watched this, but like still felt very creepy and eerie. And it, Jamie Lee Curtis is really good in it, but mm-hmm. uh, and she's the most memorable in it. And then she goes on to do she becomes the scream queen and does a bunch of uh, slasher movies like that. Yeah. But I the guy that I love the most in this movie is Donald Pleasance. 
the, I the doctor him in these. To, to not get too far into it because we'll talk about it probably soon uh the sequels if i had picked someone to be across all of the sequels consistently <laughs> it wouldn't have been donald pleasance as sam samuel loomis it was it but was that not guy, him he and he kept fucking coming it, back and he yeah. was just like yeah you remember how i died last episode surprise or not <laughs> episode surprise He's the only guy from the beginning, and there's, like, not a ton of explanation. Like, obviously, we see him stab his sister, but, like, I mean, in terms of crimes, that's pretty bad. But, like, people have done worse things, and then all of a sudden, he's coming, he's like, no, he is evil incarnate. I, and he I has worked no with soul. him for the and past it's like, 10 years or something like that. Yeah. And... When he's in the old house with the, the police officer, and they hear, like, some sound, he just whips out his gun immediately. <laughs> In the co- and he's like, oh, you probably think I'm crazy. He's like, I do have a permit. And I was like feeling around for it. That was hilarious. <laughs> do you want to see my permit? <laughs> he's, so, he's so gung-ho. He's like, nah, this dude, we got to fucking kill him. If he's I like him. the perfect guy. He's the only guy who fully understands what the hell uh, Michael is all about. He's like, <laughs> to, he's like we're not, we're not arresting He's like guy. Muldoon. He's the perfect hunter <laughs> to go up against the Raptors. Yeah, it's it's he's great in this movie and i just i love everything about it it's it's like a halloween tradition of mine to watch this movie and it's good every year and it's it's like comfort food the halloween series i just like throw it on and it just reminds me of like when i was younger and amc just plays these movies on repeat for like 31 days in october and they're all they're all great they're all great i think we kind of touched on it and like the biggest thing i got out of it and then also, having recently watched Scream, it was kind of similar to that. But, like, I appreciated this movie in that uh, he was killing... He was going after Jamie Lee Curtis because of just happenstance. Yep. Because of circumstance that she happened to... That's what I got out of it. She delivered the key to the door and he was... In, to the house and he was in there and he saw her and he, he got, like, fixated on her. Just happened <laughs> to be the person he saw, yeah. It just happened to be. And then everyone else was just kind of, like, collateral damage in the way of doing that. And there was no reason that he was going after her. It was just that. And I, I really appreciated that. Um, and then we kind of touched on this as well, but this is just some stuff I got out of it. Um, the just, how do I say this? I guess it's creepy to us to be seeing him watching her because we know what he's about. We know, and we know mm-hmm. what this movie's about. We know that this is a slasher and he's a serial killer and we know what he did with his sister and we know what's going to happen. But like she would stare at him for like minutes and be like, that's weird. That's weird, but I'm going to just keep walking. And like there were so many instances of that. Like he would walk through the town, I think. Right. He would walk through the town and no one knew what was going on. He like robbed a store and got the mask and got got stuff out of it. Stuff was happening. Mm -hmm. But like to that town, it was just halloween pranks um yeah and it, and it yeah. made sense why they would feel that way and we're kind of just like no you idiots but like it really makes sense why they would do that yeah and well, i, I really appreciated con- that conclusion well obviously it's a serial killer who's come back to town yeah like who would think like what's uh sherlock holmes it's like the easiest solution is the is the most plausible so yeah it's of course gonna be pranksters yeah it's not gonna be a serial killer returning to his hometown no but then just donald pleasant's like Constantly. no and you i think understand. it michael <laughs> i think it weirded people out too just because like it was creepy that the, like there wasn't a reason it wasn't like mm-hmm. a, a demon had possessed him or she had like 
used a Ouija board or something, or you know, like a lot of those ones. There's like a revenge yeah, factor. Or no, she was his sister. Supernatural. Like, about that it. wasn't yeah. the case. He was it's just a psycho who was just going around stabbing people. people, and it people in seventy eight. Like, oh, like, that wow, that's really happen. Super weird. Yeah, and I, I just, yeah, it's a great movie. Great movie. The only mystical thing that really kind of happened and that the sequels took and like ran they got an inch and ran with it for like miles was that he was shot at the end fell off the balcony and then like was able to walk up from that yeah so that kind of gives us the sense of like okay he's obviously a beast and the iconic shot of the movie too right when when he gets shot they look down he's there and then there's like an imprint he's gone again yeah and then you look look down he's gone and yeah there's an imprint in the grass that's like the only thing that was kind of supernatural but even then like could someone if shot in the right place and like also kind of is numb to things just in in general walk away from it that's plausible it doesn't have to be magical exactly um i'm trying to think of other things I really liked and got out of this first viewing and you guys can weigh in on man her like what could she do but like hide in that the closet she hid in like I don't know I, I had it in my old apartment I guess like that kind of like With wooden thing that could yeah. easily just punch through yeah. that was freaky yeah um, had, one thing in that closet, most of the hangers had nothing on it. Like, why is there a closet that's true. full of why hangers? Why wasn't there anything on them? <laughs> also, she is very quick at making that hanger into Which a Which is like unwinds weapon. real quick. Yeah. Sta- okay. Yeah. But Michael, KD, like, Michael, like, fails all the time at, like, killing someone. And she's just, like, spot on every time. Like, I have a hanger that's, like, flimsy and shitty. She's and I get it in, in the fucking neck. What's, what's the best kill in the movie? Oh, I gotta remember the kills. I think it's and it's it's so strange for Michael Myers to do this at all after he kills the the guy, which this is cool too, where he stabs him and he's like it's so hard that he's propped up against like the wall and yep. he like turns his head weirdly at him, but then yep. he cut, puts a sheet over his head, cuts holes in the sheet even, and puts that dude's glasses over his eyes to walk yep. up to the woman that uh, was just waiting in the bedroom there for the like, beer, what? yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't think he ever good. does anything similar to that again in any of the sequels. Even no. it's so absurd. Was there something where someone was in a hot tub in the sequels and he? That's yes. in the. That's, that's the second in, one. Is that that's Halloween? One? Yeah, because that's yeah. in the hospital. The hospital. Where... And like, wasn't there a little bit of play like that where he handed her a towel, or did I make that up? I don't think she turned around and saw okay. that it was him. No, yeah, she was like drying her hair or something, and um, and she felt his hand, he, right? Yeah. yeah, he had just yeah. killed the guy that she had been in yeah. the hot tub with. So that's yeah. like the only thing I could think of, but but no, I agree. Just the the he, you know, talk about giving a hundred and ten percent. He put on the he put on the glasses. Yeah, to make it up. yeah. <laughs> no, I think that cutting the hole through the the sheet is absurd. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, it's perfectly cut too, perfectly spaced out. I yeah. my fa- you t- you talked about my favorite. I like the one where he stabs the guy into the wall and then the pan down to his feet, where it's yeah. slowly they go limp. That's that's pretty cool. I'm that's trying to think shot. of other kills. There was that one. Um, there was over the phone, and Jamie Lee Curtis thought she was just moaning from sex or right. Yes. right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one where he kills her was... <laughs> with the, when he has the ghost sheet on. And with then the there's the one in the car. In the car where he chokes her in the car. Yeah, and she's like honking the horn and punch and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then, I think best kill for he, me. 
Oh, throw, sorry. Puts all the bodies like in that one room, so that way the like closet doors pop open and stuff. Like as she bumps and the into pumpkins them, there, I forgot about how good that shot is too. When yeah. he has the pumpkin and the gravestone, and he put the gravestone there, which yeah. that shit must have been heavy. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's very strong, very strong guy. Just crushing. Yeah, but it was like so if Lori like asylum. bumped into something, the door would fly open. There'd be a dead body. Like how did he set that up so perfectly? Yeah, he is a juggernaut, and they consistently like oh he's down, and then he gets back up like yeah. at least twice. Um, probably, I think, yeah, you nailed it on the head. I think the lifted kill, like where he's suspended, I think mm-hmm. that was a very good kill. Cause well, and I watched a documentary. I mean, I watched documentaries on tons of movies, but there's a thing where like, uh, John Carpenter told him like, you got to like turn your head to the side. Like you're trying to like understand it too. And like, that mm-hmm. does really add to the scene. Cause he's just like, oh, this Who, is cool. Like, obviously f- England played Freddie. Yeah. Is there a consistent... Nick- Nick Castle played the first. He's Michael Myers in the first one and maybe the second one, and then he comes back for the 2018 oh, one. That's yeah. cool. But that's there's really someone cool. in between who plays him most of the time, I think. I yeah. think that's the thing about guy. Michael Myers or Jason, really. Yeah, is there, that they there have was the someone mask, who did so Jason it could be like anyone. eight of the times, but yeah, there have been different boards. Like, uh, Freddie, it has always, to be someone. England. I mean, obviously, there's scarring. Didn't yeah. This is we're we're not even talking about um, Freddie, and we're not going to talk. But didn't they uh, not bring Robert England back for one of the sequels of um, Nightmare on Elm Street? And then they decided that was a mistake, and they brought him back and reshot a bunch of shit. I think it was the second one. It might have been the second one with the school bus at the beginning. Oh, I, I guess read I that didn't somewhere. notice that. Well, they reshot it all. And, yeah, I um, think you're right that they did try to do it without him. They were like, then... ah, we don't need to have Robert. And then it was a mistake, and they realized they, it. But They didn't use him for the remake. Um, they oh, used they the guy that... No, the like, uh, brand new, like the newest one that is yeah, the complete remake. The guy that played Rorschach in the... Um, oh. In the Watchmen They also, movie like, they don't him. use, like, actual prosthetics. It's, like, CG stuff to look like an actual uh, burn victim, too. Whereas, weird. like... Freddy doesn't look like actual burns. Like no, he's he, just weird he, he looks, like. Yeah, he looks like a pizza. We're yeah. getting. Well. I, I have one more thing to say, and then we should get back to Halloween. Um, Tanner, we went to uh, Comic Con once, and Robert England was there, and I wish I, yes. I wish I'd, I, I, we didn't go and like wait in line or anything, but we saw him. No, but we could see him. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. But I that's wish dope. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, William Shatner was there as well. I remember that. Yeah, I, I think he's at every Comic Con, like and ever, maybe anywhere. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno may have been there. Yeah, I think so. I know there are definitely. Uh, I think. Oh, and Billy D. Williams. Oh yeah, we did see Billy. Uh, Billy D. was there. Lando Calrissian. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're the typical Comic Con people. Um, yeah. Anyway, Halloween. What else is there to say? Do we want to talk about the sequels of Halloween, or do? We yeah, want to I would love to. <laughs> so, <laughs> just so. The, I mean, they're the, fun. Ha- yeah, Halloween two. It's pretty good. It I mean, was it, fun in it, that it, it picks up immediately and it's the yeah. same night of the same mm-hmm. year. That was fun. But Some then people they thought sorry. that it was too it like really upped the kills and was a little too graphic. I didn't yeah. I mean I, the ho- the hot tub one was pretty intense, but I didn't think it was that oh, bad. Fucking I, drowning her. I remember yeah, that now. and, and um, burning her simultaneously. That yeah. was re- okay. 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 
the hot tub should never have been able to get up to that temperature. Yeah, like, I, don't know, I don't know what kind of hot tubs they're using in that. It's that, fucking boiling like, skin, it's, fleshing, peeling off. Well, it even you, says, like, because you see him, like, turning scalding. up. And it, like, says, like, it's got a, a spot there. It's like, don't go past this point and just crank it. Why, right why is that yeah, an option? Obviously, <laughs> so the audience can see There's that. There's a like, part oh, that's what that says it just doesn't have a temperature. It just says scalding. And it's like, I don't think that's how gauges <laughs> work no one's like oh let's make it say scalding instead of 400 degrees well it's worth noting that like i don't think any of the sequels are john carpenter are they no i don't know yeah so i mean like they didn't have his input he may have written the second one did he i just know like well you could also tell like the cinematography really does drop off a cliff it's not even close to like the same level of like the great shots and all that kind of stuff yeah shit i didn't know john carpenter was scored it as well yeah yep John Carpenter wrote the first two. Him and Deborah Hill wrote the first two. And they produced the first three. And he also executive produced the 2018 one. Yes. And he, yes. Did, a, he did like a newish soundtrack for that one too. It was That's more cool. probably just like kind of an update or reprise of it, but he did That's do fun. that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right away with two, they made some decisions with like lore that wasn't established in the first one and then like that sent the that 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 um established the groundwork that like all the sequels ran with like that's the one that established that jamie lee curtis is his sister yeah and frankly i didn't need that which is interesting because i john carpenter wrote that so like he he made that choice oh he did yeah yeah that is interesting yeah so and i think it kind of like i guess it made sense in that like if you needed a reason, which I didn't think you did, but if you wanted one, that's a pretty logical reason. But like, how would Michael have known that? Yeah, yeah that, they don't really. Like... Yeah, I and mean, then, there's like, a lot of plot holes. Consequential oh, movies also... after that is that he's got this like internal like mindset of like I've got to kill my family, yeah. and that's like what it was. Yeah. This is the the first one. I didn't realize it happened this early, where they showed like in the um, school he had drawn some the uh, Daedric symbol. Yeah, um, the Irish like, Celtic, oh, whatever they they started it that early. And they I didn't don't explain it the... in that movie. They just no, kind of like just, it's just that point. Oh, and I wish that had never been in it because I feel like that's what drove them to how they got to the, where six ends. And where stuff there was like a cult, that. but, and, but like... they didn't really explain it in in four either. No, like the Celtic no. stuff's not a thing. Wait, the, no, it's not which, brought up at all in four. Which one is the one that has this weird guy with like black boots and a trench coat that's the fifth walking one. around? That's the fifth one. Yeah, that, yeah. What was that even about? He was he was in he the was movie su- and then nothing. He was nothing. He's and then supposedly maybe the next movie. in that cult or yeah. yeah he's part. Yeah. He's supposed to be part of the cult. So you see and him actually, like twice. Like once when he like leaves and then once when he gets off the bus and like a kid walks into him or something. Doesn't yeah. the and then movie... at the very end he go, he's the one who like breaks into the jail and like destroys and everything and makes Michael and uh, the little girl disappear. Does yeah. six go on to explain that 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 was the like executive director of the hospital that had Michael? Like is that what we're led to believe? No, six no. really really goes off the rails. Which Did you not end up that... watching six, Drew? Which one's the one, the one that Loomis has visited? He's like Loomis is like living as a hermit, and some guy who he used to work with comes and visits him. That's six. That's, that's yeah. I watched Rudd. six. That's the guy. With Paul Rudd? And he was the director. I watched yeah with Paul Rudd. Okay. Yeah. And Paul Rudd is playing the kid from the first movie. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't. The timelines don't make a lot of sense for that um, at all. Because I don't know that... in the '90s, didn't it? Yeah. But then six yeah, establishes yeah. that the director of the mental hospital or institute that Loomis worked at and Michael was at is the guy who was in the black trench coat, right? 
He I was don't, the big I, bad. I've never understood if that's what it was meant to be. Maybe. Yeah, I've but that would make sense. That. that would make sense, but we're not sure. Yeah. yeah it's that it, it falls it, on the thing of like when you try to explain the the background of these characters, it starts to suck more and more in Slasher yeah. films. It's Halloween, terrible. Nightmare they, on Elm Street, and uh, Friday the 13th all kind of went down this weird path where it somehow was related to like, it, it, especially with Jason and Michael Myers, it was like they were controlled by some someone in hell or some demon. They, yeah. And and then be, I, for whatever reason, that was like a fad. It was like they got to be controlled by something. And then they just like completely ignore it in later films and never bring it up again. It's like they misunderstood what the audience wanted from these movies. And maybe the audience demand back in the 70s and 80s was different, but it was like, let's make it weirder. And obviously there's always going to be amping it up in sequels but like what made the first one very good was that it was creepy and that it built to that cre- build that creepiness up and that there was no yeah i think they were probably into it they were probably capitalizing on that the whole satanic panic thing in the 80s where mm, yeah like i don't know suburban people were all scared of the de- like devil worshiping as and- they should be yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> That's going to be the energy I bring. I just, <laughs> I just question the the Halloween Six is so fucking bad though. It's like uh, now it's... Michael's fully just he's a lackey for this like druid cult, and like he just does what they they bid and. But then he'll still kill them. It, like, it's probably of his it's, bloodline. It's my least favorite of all the se- like. I think the worst sequels are The Curse of Michael Myers, Resurrection's pretty bad. And so is uh, Halloween 2, Rob Zombies. Yeah, that one is bad. Uh, that one's really bad. I didn't I, like that at all. I enjoyed the flow chart that you guys sent me of like, hey, what do you think of the first one? Want one? Yes, immediately. All right, Halloween 2. <laughs> yes, but like 40 years later? All right, 2018. Uh, forget all that. Halloween 2. Uh, season, yeah. Or 3, Season of the three, Witch. Yeah, if you want nothing related at all, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch though is like pretty good. I kind of like. Yeah, I kind of wish I'd watch that, and maybe maybe someday I will. But like, it's you weird. Uh, it's a I, little bit of a slow burn. I enjoy the idea I, of what Halloween was like trying to do. Of like, let's do something different every time. But then they were like, that's not going to work. Everyone wants yeah, fucking Michael Myers. Yeah, I genuinely enjoy Halloween Four. I think it's it's like pretty good and pretty funny. And I like that the town just becomes this militia in like. 30 seconds yeah yeah they're, they're at the bar they're like they didn't answer let's go shoot people um, and they go kill a dude in the bushes that isn't Michael yeah Myers. when the when sequence talking, of events yeah it, it, it's i forget they, if it was oh you go sorry i was just gonna say in the bar they like see something on the news about all businesses must close and the, <laughs> the bartender just goes hold on let me call the police station they, they it rings for like 12 seconds he's like they always answer and then Something's he just wrong. like <laughs> yeah and he's like come on boys and everyone's like first. all right sweet yeah and then talks the gun um i forget if it was four or five but you guys were talking about like tacky cheesy bullying and how that was but like they were just yelling at this girl ha ah, you're a fucking orphan you fucking yeah, loser like, <laughs> yelling at her for being an orphan yeah you just loser. a bunch of your, savages your uncle's a fucking serial killer <laughs> <laughs> those kids are like nine and they're yeah. just like orphan yeah, shaming her. The, the hyper surrealistic bullying that just like also are there they sense. were they, they were like yelling that are there no teachers in that school that were like yeah eh, maybe we should break that up teachers is cool <laughs> you people yelling at a girl for being an orphan just about every teacher i'd say what yeah, you're skipping you're class right. uh-uh detention oh you're making oh sorry you're bullying someone that's okay 
<laughs> you just go on. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, in terms of the sequel, though, the reboot in 2018 is legitimately fantastic. Like, that's a yeah. Yeah, awesome I movie. Would be very interested. I literally asked you guys, is this going to be a more interesting... Back when we thought we were going to be watching all these and discussing yeah. them all, I was like, I asked you guys, would this be more interesting if I, like skip to the 40 years later and didn't watch any other in between or should i like watch them because there was an we, opportunity we to watch an order for sure yeah you said yeah order, yeah and i and skipped it, three you'd because, miss like, you'd miss some of the callbacks yeah so the, and there are lines like in that movie where like someone will be like well i heard this and like like i think there's a line saying like i heard he was controlled by a druid cult and something like that and it's, the person goes that's stupid as shit what are you talking about that's not what <laughs> yeah. so like they basically make fun of some of the stuff in other movies too that's amazing yeah that's where, it's, uh, why it's worth it it's quite good. Quite good. Um, do we just want to – did Drew, did you watch any of the um, Rob Zombie ones? Mm-mm. So I actually – I kind of like the first Rob Zombie Halloween. I, I thought it was pretty decent. What you, would you think about that, Tanner? I liked that one. I remember watching it like um, because it just happened to be – it was going to be on TNT or something like that when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I'll, I'll turn it on. I don't give a shit. Um, and, like, it, it does do a pretty good job. It does, like, explore his backstory a little bit, but, like, in a way that I don't hate it. Like, though, yeah. he's, like, he, like, killed his pet rat and shit like that. And, like, he's, like, qu- quickly washing his hands to get the blood off before he goes down to school that day. Yeah, and, and he's, like, oh, this shit is that guy out fucked the woods up. With the... Yeah, then he hits him with a stick and shit, and, like, it's just, like, yeah. staring at him, like, as he's about to kill him and stuff. And then he comes back, you know, obviously, the ten years later, and he's just, like, a and fucking then... giant man. Yeah. And once he gets back, it that then it's like almost an exact. It's remake. basically a complete remake. The the pre the the stuff prior to him getting back to town is what changes, but the once he gets back, it's the, a, the second Rob Zombie like, one fucking sucks. So did yeah in, the whole th- yeah in in the Rob Zombie first one they had like a Jamie Lee Curtis equivalent. Is that yes? And this one's a complete reboot. Yep, complete no. reboot. Yep. Well, it's it's a remake. Like remake. Sorry. But it's like yeah, well, I mean, it's like it's not yeah, like it's, a sequel or anything. I yeah, it's not a sequel. Means. Yeah, you know, you're right. Reboot. Yep. Yeah. But it does have a. It does. If you, if you, I mean, you probably don't need to watch it. It's not that good. But nah. if you wanted to get like a little bit deeper of a backstory of Michael Myers, that that stuff's alright. Rob right. Zombie's on record for saying that he hated filming both those fucking films because he's like he does not like um, studio interference at all, and, and like there was a ton of it because it was a you know franchise that already existed. Mm-hmm. Normally, he can just make weird fucking movies that yeah, no one cares what he's doing. Yeah. Not the biggest and fan of his films, but I they did are like weird. They are, they are weird. Now, is that um, his real name? <laughs> yes. Rob? His, yes. His uh, wife's name is Moon. Sherry Moon Zombie. So, Wow. That's, that's pretty amazing. Dope. <laughs> uh, do we want to transition to... Um, to Nightmare? Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Are we... We should establish. Are we going to be comparing these two at the end? Mm-hmm. Like what we've done? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. that's why I figured at least. All right, yeah, I think it's time to let's move on. Let's talk about Nightmare on, Nightmare Elm, Street, on Elm Street, baby, which came out as I said in 1984. Yes. Wow, I've pulled up the um, Wikipedia for mm. this, and this poster is buck wild. What is this? It's, it's like the like... he's crawling out of a bed, right? Crawling out of a bed, and there's like a face kind of in it, and like. It's like you can see his claws. Yeah, that is a weird weird poster. It's not really a good representation of the film, to be honest. No, not really. Um, No, not at all. It's weird. Well, um, uh, 
Yeah, let's talk about this. This was yeah, I mean, weirder. This was weirder, yeah, but still it, enjoyable. I just think it's what I like the most about it is just how original it is. It's just such an original way to do a slasher because all the other ones that had come out, it was essentially like a guy just stalks people in a camp or in a town or in a mall or at a aerobics place or whatever you, you want to do. Th- those are all examples of real life movies, yeah. by the way. Um, <laughs> And yeah, you should. What's that? Uh, the aerobics? What? Death aerobics? Death spa? Yeah. Check that death shit out. Spa. It's good yeah, stuff. Death spa. Pat and I saw that in theaters. Very funny. And chopping malls a real thing. Um, and <laughs> then this one comes out, and the way that he gets people is in your dreams. And the only. Like, what a great tagline. Don't fall asleep. Like yeah. everybody sleeps, so like you can't escape them. It's just a, it's. I just really like the idea. And you go and, into uh, it like I don't know. I went into it, it kind of like, well, that's not that. Sc- I mean, yeah, it's scary, but then like you realize what they can do with that. Like if he's if someone is forced to sleep through a, mm-hmm. um like a surgery surgery. Uh, fuck, what's the um, anesthetic? Anesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like that's terrifying because then you can't wake up. You're, you're forced to stay asleep. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun things you can do with that. And I think it, it takes all the cool things that originated from um, Nightmare on Elm Street, or not on Halloween, and kind of adds to them. So, like, in in Halloween, Michael Myers is this, like, evil force that just keeps on coming. But you, he doesn't, like, interact with – he's, like, not a character. He's a character, but he doesn't speak. He doesn't – he's, he's not wall. funny. Yeah, he's just like yeah. this force to be like, but in Nightmare on Elm Street, they like this they is a guy this wisecracking. He evil. He is wisecracking. He's like the main and, character. And he's making jabs and like jokes in the first movie, right? Like he's yeah. doing some oh, yeah. like, one on from, from the first film on. Yeah. He is okay. always doing yeah. that. Yeah, which was I, fun in the first movie for me. I thought it. Yeah. I don't know. What I noticed, you know, how we were talking about how Halloween is like really patient and it takes a while. To kind of get going after that first kill, Halloween just or Nightmare on Elm Street just fucking bam drops yeah, you in. in, and you're like, you're like, wait, are we like, what is happening? And then is the the art the long arms shot? Is that yeah. in the first? Yeah, that's in the first movie. Yeah, that that and shit was like creepy. Where he's like in shot? the alley, Sorry. his arms get all long. His oh, arms get really yeah. long. And then that's the first moment you're like, wait. Is, are we in a dream or what? Like, yeah. What is this? That's and then you... one of the best things about this film is like when you just like wait slowly, realize like, oh, this has to be a dream. It's You're questioning. Like, it doesn't just it doesn't just lay it out for you. You have to figure it out as it's happening. It's yeah. a good a good movie that makes you question what's like happening, and I love that kind of movie. Which is why I love the game, and we'll talk more about the game later. I'd say <laughs> <laughs> the game, bringing it all back to the game. Yeah. I like the game. I don't know. Why I like Pat the game. I like. It. I don't know why Pat. Is. I'm not. I like the game. It's just not a top five Fincher film. It's indisputable. Anyways, anyway. <laughs> um, I just think that, and this movie looked cooler than I thought. Like, it looked way better than I remembered it looking, and the special effects were way better than than Same. I thought. And I just really like when I watch. I watched this first instead of Halloween because I'd I'd seen it less times. I'd still seen it a bunch, but I did watch and I, this and one I was first. Like, 
I was like, man, this might be better than Halloween. And then I had the same thought. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it is. We'll get to that. But yeah, we'll it's be. just, it's such a good movie, and it's Freddy Krueger is just an awesome idea and awesome character. And Wes Craven really crushed this movie. Wes Craven, like what uh, we were saying, was like it's like they take like the slasher genre and just kind of like mess with the tropes just enough to make it like wow, this is really unique and different. And, like Wes Craven's a master of that, just like taking what mm-hmm. you think is gonna happen and be like, nah, we're gonna do it just different enough that you're like, oh shit, that was brilliant. Also, real quick, I've seen this movie probably a dozen times. I still get shocked every time I see Johnny Depp in it. I know, so young. I'm right? like, oh shit, that's Johnny Depp. Does he? He died. He dies. Yes, he dies. Right? Yes. Yeah, he dies. He, he, He's the one who the, bursts in like a pool of blood shooting up on the ceiling. The fucking geyser. Yeah. Spoiler alert, that's my favorite death in the movie. I Is was going to... Cool? That's definitely the... I, I, for I obvious think... reason, I didn't particularly enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, it was um, definitely memorable. Like, that's the one that sticks out. Everyone else, I can't even really think about how they died. Nancy... The, the death of Tina. her first Nancy friend... Lives. Where um Tina. where she's staying at her friend's house, Tina's house that night, um, mm-hmm. because she had the nightmare and like her mom's gone, so she doesn't want to stay by herself. Or I think it's because Tina's parents are gone. Whatever it is. And they, they're like talking just casually about the dream and she's like, Wait, was he wearing like a, str- a green and red sweater and stuff like that? And they're slowly realizing it. Uh that yeah. they're, uh, they're having the same dream, but then like it her w- douchebag boyfriend shows up and they just go up to, to bone immediately. Sorry, are we sure that Tina wasn't the geyser? I thought Tina was the geyser. No, Tina was, was the one where she, she gets, gets dragged, dragged all up to the around ceiling. the ceiling. Oh. She's in the corner. Like, it's insane special then, effects because she's like up against the wall, and then she's up against the ceiling. And then she's, she's like dragged slowly around. dragged up in there, and then like her like she like gets cut like across her body a bunch. Very extra. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then it shows right. And, and like that and they, I guess that makes it the guy gets framed. The guy gets framed, and if yeah, it had it been looks, the geyser, she, like what's if there to body frame? Exploded. It wouldn't be like oh he clearly just yeah I guess Rod did it. I mean. I guess yeah, that <laughs> like, would make less sense. Yeah. All right. And, yeah. And that guy, I guess had, yeah. I like how that guy just like runs around in barefoot. Yeah. In a leather jacket for like jeans, three days. Barefoot, shirtless in <laughs> like, a leather jacket. That's very it. bad at being on the run. Uh, but yeah, I, I, this movie's super original. Um, the special effects were really good for the eighties. That, that one um, where she's like sliding against the wall and the ceiling, like, Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of crazy. incredible they did that right? 84 even like the exorcist doesn't do that but it's like, like maybe later on the bed did it yeah yeah okay yeah. um yeah it's it's a good movie good movie i i'm trying to think of what i like the most about it and i i think just how original like the I, the nightmare like he gets in your dreams is a really cool idea yeah what well, just I the, like how, like, the dread that's associated with that like Nancy's very competent. Like she's immediately like figuring out what is happening and being like, "We need Everyone to figure else out a way to fight it. him." Yeah, you know, the parents just she... are blindly like, "I don't believe anything you're saying." And uh, even though they know who he is, because they, they killed him. So how are the yeah. kids fucking talking about him? Like you'd think that would give them some sort of reference for it. And then like when the mom pulls the claws out from the the um, furnace in their basement, it's like, "Why'd you? Why would you keep that?" That's so, very strange. Are we led to believe that favorite... she kept that or that Freddy placed that? Yeah, because she, she shows her daughter it to be like, no, look, Freddy's dead. I We killed him. I even have the glove to prove it. Weird thing to keep. Right? My the favorite... mom's an alcoholic. Like, yeah. in the My favorite got thing, yes. It. Super bad mom. Just <laughs> all the way all the way around. Um, 
I mean, she had her issues. I, mean, I don't want to be judgmental here, but not great. <laughs> She's a bad mom. Not great. I, I, I'm not afraid to get canceled. She's a bad mom. <laughs> um, my favorite part of scary movies is, in any scary movie, is like when they tell the origin story, right? So in when they get, like when the mom finally breaks down, he's just like, let me tell you about Freddy Krueger. And they tell the origin story about how he was killing children and he was a pedophile and child killer, all this stuff. Or in any of the, like I love in the supernatural movies where they like go see the the expert professor and then he explains about some demon and they get out this big book and they're talking about all that stuff. I just love that shit. So all the lore, it's like when they first explain the lore, it's like my favorite part in all the movies. And then I have thoughts on that, but it's probably a little more. Sequel I should related. talk about it with sequels. Yeah. 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 But I like, I like. I, when we talk about the sequels, we can talk about Freddy's backstory. And well, yeah, they sure. talk about his backstory in this movie. Yeah, yeah they don't that, go like, into what as Pat much just detail. Said was like the he was a child killer. Like he killed childs and he was a pedophile. Um, yeah. he got off because of some clerical error, so he didn't get. Which is like Happens. such a movie thing to do because like that yeah. shit does not Figured happen. Out. Yeah. Um, but so then <laughs> they chase the him down and just yeah, and they burn him to death. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to kill all your kids in their sleep, though. I'm, I'm going to – because, like, he literally yells at him, like, I'm going to get them when you can't protect them or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he spells it out to them, and they're still like, nah, these kids are crazy. They're all just committing suicide or something. Yeah, that's here. It. So when they're explaining it, they say, like, a mob of parents corner him where he's at and burn the building down. And no one's just like, oh, hey, there's a building on fire and a bunch of people outside screaming. Like, no one noticed yeah, that. Because they all agree to, like, we'll keep this secret. It's like, how, but who, from who, who's, what did you say? Like, a really, building, building caught on fire. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that is I very... guess the sheriff was with him, so maybe it's a small enough town to where everyone was just like, eh. We'll just yeah. let that slide. Maybe there was another clerical error on all 20 of their cases. Who knows? Who knows? That, yeah, please, their, their judicial system there is real fucked. Yeah, I, yeah. Trying to think of um, what else we should talk I'm about. I'm trying to think what I got out of it in watching it. So obviously, this one is a lot more mystical and and crazy and supernatural than Halloween, oh, which, sure. was, yeah, yeah. which was which yeah. was fun. Yeah. Um. And this in this first movie, only talking about the first movie, we don't really get an explanation as to why he is returned and like can haunt dreams. We don't understand yeah. why that happens. Yeah, All we know is that he that. was a child killer and a pedophile and was burned to death in some furnace somewhere, and that's like it. That's all the backstory we mm-hmm. get, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, like you said, with the supernatural, I kind of forgot how there. There's a lot more supernatural elements than I thought. Like when the mom dies and like the bed turns blue and hey. then she just like yeah lowers like, down into it's like a yeah. hell is she, yeah, yeah is she going into hell or going into a dream that's world never, or what yeah, yeah. It's not it was clear. it was it was really cool but not very clear so like some of the supernatural stuff in this one i thought was cool but like it didn't really make sense within the plot it was it was almost like trying to be a slasher and a supernatural movie at the same yeah. time which I think worked out for the most part, but that scene seemed really out of place for the rest of the movie, if that oh, makes sense. We can yeah. talk about how she ultimately did like a home alone and like booby trapped her house and then was able to. How did she figure out? I don't remember. How did she figure so out she could drag him out of the dream, right? Oh, she had a piece of his clothing, right? Or was it a right. hat? She grabbed oh, his, the hat. his hat. The hat. When she was in the hospital, right? When they're like yeah. observing her and stuff. And then yeah. um, 
she was reading like the books about like um booby traps and shit like that and she's talking to johnny mm-hmm. Depp. he's like that's some intense reading she's like you know just trying to figure this out and then that's when johnny Depp also talks about like the indian tribe that like used to believe stuff about their dreams and all that which like, yeah. gives her some like uh ideas on what to do too which I yeah, thought Johnny. Cool. So I guess that's kind of some more stuff. Like maybe that lends into why Freddy can do what he does. But like, I don't know. yeah, who knows? Um, sorry, Pat, you go. Yeah, that that was a funny scene. That was a uh, uh, yeah, like they're out eating lunch and Johnny Depp's just like, oh yeah, I read this book about Indian lore, and it's like Johnny, cash you don't strike just casual just reading <laughs> a book about Indian lore. Yeah, I remember and when Drew, I was gonna. I was gonna say, remember when we were hanging out in the high school cafeteria. <laughs> And uh, I would be like, oh, yeah, I read a book about, like, uh, plantology or something, bullshit like that. Yeah, I know what weeds can kill you and what weeds can eat. Yeah, yeah, obviously. (laughs) You remember that. And then, Drew, I think you kind of brought up one of the – when we were talking about how she was in the hospital, Mm -hmm. you brought up how that's one of the more effective parts of the plot of the movie and, like, how it works so well is – It's something I hadn't even considered. Like, you – like her parents think she's crazy and they take her to hospital. And like, when you get tests done, they like, put yeah, you to sleep, you give you something to calm you down. And it's just like, there's just like nothing she can do. And it's like, you're going to kill her. Like yep. that sense of dread and just how like everybody sleeps. Right. So like, yeah. you can't just not sleep. Was and it, I, uh, was it later sequels that introduced someone actually went in for surgery after a car accident? I think that was a thing. Yes. That right, was in we don't the fourth to, one, I think. That, we don't need to but, talk um, about that. But that, like, they brought back. They brought that back. Which and then, um, what was I just had something else I was going to say. I forgot. Oh, I uh, another just, like, little thing that's... I just love the ways that Heather tries to stay asleep. Where she just, like, keeps pulling coffee pots out of, like, under her bed. Oh, yeah. Where she, like, like how many fucking... coffee and then, like, dumps instant coffee into the coffee yeah. that she oh made. Oh, my God, like yeah. Or she was dumping instant her, coffee into like a Coke can or something. Yeah, and her mom took oh. one coffee pot, and then she just like just pulls out, another. opens her drawer, and pulls. It's like how many fucking coffee pots do yeah. you have, lady? Which is cool though, because again, it's like someone like being confident enough to be like, no, I need to like be ready to like stop this. And then I do like how I had forgotten this. Like her mom like puts bars over all the windows and stuff, and like deadbolts the whole house like with locks yeah. from the inside, so that way mm-hmm. she can't leave. And it's like okay, well her only choice now is to be like. I'm going in. I'm bringing him out right now. And she even calls her dad. And is like, hey, come here in 20 minutes because I'm going to have him out. And he and was like, just it, like, hey, watch that her house. Hand to have to do it. Yeah. All right. I got a question for you guys. So let's say in this in, in this scenario, Freddy Krueger is going to come kill us, right? We're the three teenagers he's coming after. How long do you think you guys could stay awake? Dead. I'm dead. Oh, wait. <laughs> how long could you? How long could you force yourself to stay awake? Here's the with, thing. With coffee or no dos or whatever you I'm dead. You think. How, I, how long? <laughs> Tanner, you know this. I go yeah. to bed so fucking early because I'm like, Drew's, Drew's oh, a I'm out, a big dude. old yawny bear and just need to go hibernate because I'm, I'm very sleepy. Also, like coffee, yeah, kind of wakes me up in the morning, but like doesn't really <laughs> doesn't affect, affect me much on anymore. You, essentially. you could have a yeah, lot of coffee before bed and go to sleep. I probably could. I had, yeah. I had thought about this. I think the two people in our, our group of friends that are dead first are, are you and Kirk. You guys just historically fall asleep too early. Historically the most. Kirk is a high school friend. We'll leave that. Uh, historically the most sleepy, I guess. Like, yep. <laughs> he, historically who calls it the night earliest when we get together anymore. Yeah, I'm just tired, guys. <laughs> For sure. 
I think I, I, think, I think I'd last a couple days of staying awake if I needed to. Coffee really affects me. Like I can't have more than one cup anymore. That's I'm too true. jittery. I think I could probably make it. I think like three days would have to be the max, and then I'm yeah. just like sick and like. Dying. Yeah, I feel like shit, <laughs> and I would just I like think... I would just fall asleep sitting in a chair or something at some point. I'm certain. I think if I needed to, I could stay up the whole night, but I don't think I would be able to get through the next day <laughs> without. No. Yeah, no shot. I can. But I then can... You... If I knew also, my life gotta... depended on it, I think I think with like that mentality, I think we could like. I'm gonna die if I fall asleep. Yeah, I'm gonna try my damnedest to not fall asleep. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do and whatever. You it gotta, takes. you gotta remember they were 17, 18, right? So the, yeah. they're younger. So like, I think, I mean, I'd stayed up. Over, oh, all we're night talking about prime in high Drew? school. Oh, we're yeah. not talking uh, about almost school, thirty like fat it. Drew who like. Yeah, yeah we're talking oh. about young in our prime stallions. You know, <laughs> coffee had years no old. or coffee had an effect on me. I think okay. Now, now we're now. If we're talking like seventeen, eighteen, I I could have maybe made it a like a work week. I could have made it five days. I bet. Yeah, I mean, we're just crushing. I think I could have drinks. I could have made it. You know, I think sugar I made pre it for sure. pre heartburn uh, and high yeah. blood pressure. Tanner, yeah, I could do it then. I could at least do four days. I think I had I had no real responsibility, so like if I felt shady the next day, it didn't matter. Yeah, I would go just days playing video games. I think I can. I think I can do this. This is fine. But then I, again, I think what I'd settle on. I need to like come up with a way to kill him in my dreams because I'm like at some point I gotta give up on this. We um, Johnny Depp just really didn't try very hard to see. He really away. bitched out real hard. Yeah. Also, he was like listening to a record player with headphones on, watching a TV. And his mom even comments on like, "How can you do that?" He's like multitasking, and then he just passes out. I thought that was funny and Kaiser like blood. dumb. But then also, yeah. I'm like watching this movie while I'm like dinking around on my phone. Like, so <laughs> well, like, the, <laughs> the joke was is what he's like. His mom is like, "How? Why are you listening to music and watching TV?" And he's like, "Well, I'm watching a swimsuit competition. I don't need to hear what they're saying." That's right. That's right. I <laughs> forgot that line. Just like a classic '80s horny joke. Oh, for sure. Um, back to like high school us. You guys remember we used to play uh, a Nerf zombie or. Er- well, I guess there was a zombie, but we did Nerf Assassins. Like Nerf Assassins. Yeah. Nerf Assassins, yeah. And I think that was We maybe... were very cool in high school. It was very fun. Um, very cool. Um, I drank a lot of beer and had a lot of sex in high school. <laughs> yes, we all did. All of us. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that would be the, 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 the metric or the bottom line that we would have to go off of. Like, how are we in that? And like, how, how is our survivability in that? In which case, I think I'd go you pretty far. You were pretty good. <laughs> you were you very leave good. your fucking house. Yeah, man. That's what it took to survive. You were, you were the king of not leaving your house. If uh, As I said, Christian. as I said earlier, Kirk okay, 100% yes. dying first. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, anyway, Kirk. This, th- this is a niche thing that uh, people who <laughs> listen to this to our about. high school friend group, yeah. Um, um, what else is... Oh, I did oh, want to have... say one more thing about the movie, because it seems like we're kind of getting towards the end of talking about it, but like, my favorite, like, oh, this is a dream shot is when she goes to run up the stairs in that one scene, and her feet start, like, dipping into the stairs because it's, like, turning into yeah. liquid. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the closest to, like, that's what a dream sometimes feels like, because you just feel like you can't move you can't. quite as fast and stuff. Get that there. I thought was great, a great fucking shot and great special effect to do. I had... And I like how they they initially they figure out that if you like, like when she burns herself, she pulls her back herself oh, back yeah. out. Yeah. And then before I forget, because on tip of my tongue, one of the coolest sequences in the movie is when she's in high school, 
and she follows her friend getting oh, dragged through the hallways. Bag. Yeah, that's good oh, stuff. Yeah. That, that was really scary. That was scary. Yeah, that was the scene when I saw this. I'm like, oh, sh- I completely forgot this was in this movie at all. Yeah, really well shot. Yeah. Um, two things I had to say before we can move on to talking about like sequels. One, I enjoy the idea of like Freddy fucking on fire and just like, what do I do? Run into and just jump on top of the mom and just like smother her with fire. <laughs> the special effect though is like you can so clearly tell there's like a flame retard too because he just gets so thick all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> just dummy thick. He's fine. Yeah. Um, and then two is a question for you guys. Um, the final scene of the movie. What do we think about that? That's that one. It was out of place, and it made us question everything. It was um, for those who need a refresher or haven't seen it. It was like Spoiler. after after Freddy's defeated, um, she defeats him. Ultimately, we didn't talk about this by like ignoring him and not being yeah, scared. Yeah, just ignoring anymore. him. Um, Which is kind and of then the final scene concept. is like a pair. It's like what happened in the first scene, right? Where she leaves and then like is trapped in a car, and then it's like, oh shit, it, this isn't done, and that's like how it ends. Yeah, because well, it's it's her mom is alive all of a sudden. Yeah, and she's like really right. happy, and she and her mom's and like, not... I'm done drinking, not drinking ever again. And it's like, go have fun with your friends, and all her friends are alive again. And she go gets in the car with them. And it's a red car that's a convertible. When the convertible flips up, it's uh, the red and green, green color. And brown, yeah. Oh. Of, of Freddy's sweater. Yeah. And like all the doors lock, and they're like, open up, open up. And Johnny Depp's character's like, I, I can't, I'm not doing this. And then it just it speeds off, and that's how it ends. No, <laughs> it ends with the mom getting ripped through the window. Oh, you're right. Yes. The call comes through the window and rips her right through, which is like, if you yeah. sew it down, it looks so bad. Clearly, it's a doll. Yeah. yeah. But it's a dream, so it can look however it wants, right? It was. Yeah. A, it's clearly a dream, but it's like, it, 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 it because it's a dream, it leaves us wondering, like, is Freddy still alive? We don't know. Yeah, is this just her having the, the PTSD? Film, they're like... That had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, that's I mean, the it, whole thing. It's like it didn't lead to a sequel, but then there was a bunch of sequels. So, like, let's yeah, talk about the sequels. They just ignored that whole ending, though. Like, that part's nothing. That was just a fun little thing. And and it, and they can't ignore it because, like, is it possible that she could have this dream without she Freddy had a being a part of the dream? We all have nightmares yeah. like that, especially haunting nightmares when you just had some like traumatic shit happen to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it really like they didn't have to pay it off. It's just this kind Which of weird no. addition. Yeah, it was it was weird, and I, I mean, I really... like it. I think it's a good ending. I do I too. I do too. Yeah. I didn't think it need to be there, but like, I don't know. Maybe I if I watch it, I, again, just, I like it because it's one of those like, oh fuck, it's not done things. Yeah, I like. I didn't. It. I liked that more than I liked that it did that because if it ended with like her just ignoring the the whole her just like ignoring Freddie, I was like, oh, that's kind of. It's kind of yeah, a cliche of know? just like. <laughs> I've, just I've made this you, example you before, power. and yeah. maybe you guys don't care at all about this but there's the aragon books the inheritance cycle or whatever <laughs> and the way he ends yeah, up yeah. defeating the big bad evil qu- king at the end is by casting a spell that makes him feel feelings huh that's awful i've only <laughs> read the first two books of those and i, was I didn't told, read like, any of them really i really loved it and i've tried to go back and read the first one you can't because you can obviously tell it was written by a 15 year old and then, like, yeah. and then, <laughs> like, accurate. Uh, it was supposed to be a trilogy, and he set up in the first two books. This, this is nothing. This, but I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> he set up all this beautiful foreshadowing, and then he completely ignores it in the last book, and None it pissed it me off. off. And he, and just furthermore, he killed Galvatorix by making him feel emotion. And it's just like that mindset is what reminds me of like, I'm gonna defeat you by some yeah. weird loophole like that. I think or, there's like, a reason we 
forgot to mention it essentially because like I that's it's like so insignificant. It's so yeah. small to me of the Nightmare on Elm Street series like that. Little tiny parts like that's like the one thing I would say like I don't care for in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Should we uh get to the sequels? Don't yeah, let's talk about that I second have... movie. So Wow. Hold on. Let one. me see if I can uh pull up my text to you guys about that, okay. that movie. My Tan- first uh, reaction. You guys keep you, talking. You search. It's... Um so this movie is a departure, I'd say, from what it was. And it's an 100%. early departure. It like so yeah, one it's thing the second that, film. It's the second film, and they didn't. They, oh, anyway, it's weird. And like, I found it. Um, the one thing that I want to, I, I, I remember that I wanted to bring up right away. So in the first movie, Freddy has gloves, right? That have the yes. the it's a nine glove. A, glove. a glove, a glove. Yes. In the second movie, glove, yeah. it's like sprouting from his fingers, right? Like, there is does a it scene go where back it and does forth? that. There is a scene um, where it does that, but it's it's still the glove. It's pretty consistently a glove. Okay. Sometimes, like, because in the dreams he, like, becomes different things. But also, that's part of this movie. It's, like, not really in dreams. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, so, do, you, so, do you want to read your text, Pat? Yeah, do that it. you sent us? My, uh, if I were working for IMDb and I was typing a description of this, a review of this movie or the little synopsis, it would say, Elm Street 2, a weird, phallic, sweaty, homoerotic movie. <laughs> That's, super, that's what it is. Super it's accurate. about a guy who's that, got I mean, like que- he's questioning his sexuality and, and, and uh, sexuality and there's sexuality and there's nothing wrong with that. But like, no, it was so weird. It's I don't just know. so out of place. Not even similar tone to the first movie. I mean, clearly, Freddy. Like, so p- part of it is like Freddy like comes out of him. It's clearly like symbolic for him coming out. Yeah, um, and like it, it's a like lot this... of the shit happens when that girl that's interested in him and like wants to kiss him and shit, and he's like, no, and like he starts freaking out then and becoming Freddy. And he he kisses a girl and then runs straight to his best friend's house and gets in bed with him. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he did do that, that. And then he goes that to whole a gay scene, bar, right? Yeah, he, with like, his gym teacher. He well, goes, he didn't like, go there so with it, the gym well, teacher. The gym teacher. The, the, just, gym, the teacher, gym teacher was there. Yeah. Like the, the scene where him and that guy get in a fight on the baseball field and like they're weirdly groping each other. It's not much of a fight. And then like the gym teacher makes him do push ups for like an hour. And the guy says, like the not main character says to him, he's like, oh, he gets his rocks off on this. He's always down at these weird SM clubs every, every night. Like being like, yeah, gym teacher's gay guy that's into SM stuff. And then like the main character falls asleep and then like is in that SM yeah. place. And the gym teacher just like. Sees him and like takes him out of the bar and makes him go run laps at the gym. Which like, wait, what role do gym teachers have this much yeah. power? Yeah, like also none of the gym teachers have ever made me run laps. What would have no. happened if the gym teacher hadn't died? Like, what? Where was that night heading? Like, super. I don't know. Unethical. Was he like walking in to like watch him shower? Then all of a sudden, like too? the teacher was. I think the teacher was planning on it, whatever. It, <laughs> I mean, it's implications. For <laughs> this sure. is there's implication, and there's a reason why every sequel that I watched after this, I don't remember how many I watched because I kind of just fell off. Don't mention this. The second movie, they don't. No, it was cause... bad. It was critically panned. It didn't make any money, and well, and it's, it's like the biggest thing is it's like it's Freddy outside in the real world is what it is, which is not like what was cool about it at all because he can't right. do the stuff where like. He they, turns into a TV that yells about the Nintendo or they something. They did away like, with... It didn't the, have the dream aspect. Yeah, they did yeah. away with what made the first movie so good is that you were scared to fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. And then this one was like, Freddy trashes a, a high school party. I, I guess this guy sleepwalks, kind of. Yeah. Like, it's just... And then he, yeah. like, starts the the pool, becomes boiling hot. Like, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and, so, and, and he sweats. 
so much. And he's every the movie that came out after that, like apparently in the second movie, it, it, it establishes that Freddy, in order to come back, needs like this surrogate person. Yes. And then three, four, five, however many. Nah, we don't need that. That's fine. No, we know, that's fine. That. Yeah. Whatever. Apparently, this director was like a dick and knew that the. So the, and what's also even weirder about it is the the main guy was a a closeted homosexual in, yeah. during the filming, but it was like known kind of, and so the director like wrote that on purpose and tried to like exploit it for some reason. That's not and then, good. Like, I don't like that. No, <laughs> that's not no. Great. And then he like he no. like denied it for so many years, and then he was finally like, yeah, yeah, I guess I kind of did that. And it's like, what? You're an asshole. Why <laughs> would you do that? An and asshole. why did you think it would make the movie good? Like, it, it, it clearly didn't work. I don't like is, be, to force someone to force someone to something that they aren't ready to do themselves is just deplorable yeah. Yeah. in itself. Whatever. The I mo- hated. There's that a movie. doc. There's there's a documentary uh, about this movie, and it's it's like a um. Uh, what am I trying to say here? It's it's a well liked film within the, uh, the, gay, the community. gay community. Like they they like worship this film. I can see that. And there's a documentary about it and how it like was a big deal to the, to that in the 80s. Huh. And it's it's not it's not as bad as I thought. Like it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um. But the the plot's really bad. But it's, it was more watchable the, than I remembered. I remember yeah. really disliking it the first time I saw it to the point where the, I think it was the only second time I ever watched it. The main guy's pretty good in it. Um, uh, I forget his name, but he was yeah. good in the movie, and he like wasn't really in anything else after that. But is is pretty good. Um. Yeah. Three, four, and five. Hold on. What? Dream Warriors. Fucking Pat, rules. I really like Dream Warriors. I like Dream Warriors too. I think it's good. Here's Dream Warriors is fantastic. Here's my thing. Just like excellent movie. It all felt time like sequel. fan fiction to it's me. It's like. It's like The Godfather 2 and then Dream <laughs> Shut Warriors. The fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, this. It's right above Rocky 2. It was better than the second okay. movie. It was better than the second movie. But, like, it felt like. It felt like fan fiction to me. It had all the elements of someone getting on a blog in the in the early aughts and, like, being like. What's the what's in my mind? What does Nightmare on Elm Street sequel look like? All right, let's bring back bring back um, Heather Heather uh, Lang- Langenkamp or whatever Langenkamp. Um, let's bring her back, and she's gonna be the leader of these Dream Warriors. And then there's gonna be other children of Elm Street, and they're uh, they're all gonna get together, and they're gonna fight Freddy. Also, we're bringing back John Saxon, and it just especially the part where they all get into the dream together, and the one girl goes like, "In my dreams, I'm beautiful and bad." It's just yeah, like, it's just fuck like off the knife and that. the mohawk so shit. That, that shit is really cheesy and dumb. I do agree. Like I hate. And that they line. all have powers so, within a dream. There is a part what where about like the wizard, the wizard kid. That oh badass. my god! Once again, I watched Halloween Town recently, and there was a kid in that who was just like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm a nerd. I don't know if you if, if if I'm like letting you know this. You enough? can't tell by my glasses and my button-up shirt and my khaki pants. I'm a big First nerd. All, please stop slandering Halloween Town. It's a great. It, film uh, and, uh, i enjoy it very much okay it's barely longer than an hour yeah it's, yeah it's um, like an hour and 10 minutes and like nothing in the, in the climax nothing happens like, in it it's like fan four <laughs> stick it's like everything at the it's like oh we're in the end game now all right yeah uh this movie but, has the absolute 
best kills in all the franchise. Yeah, like the the marionette with his blood oh. veins thing, which Drew loved. That was his favorite scene. Uh. <laughs> that was fantastic. The you're on prime time, bitch, and, and he shoves her into the, the TV. TV. That's it's great. Just fantastic. There. You want to get high? It just uh, shoots her up with heroin. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne uh, is in this film. Yeah, yeah. Larry. He's, he's named Larry Fishburne in the Larry Fishburne because yeah. I saw that. that and was I was like, oh, that's like Lawrence. Time, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think it's an all-time '80s movie. Well, like, it's, it's cool the music, the colors. Like, they bring back her dad excellent. too, because they go find him in a bar. That was the that was he's very like, fun for me to bring back. John's that was accent. cool. I, I really appreciated that. And then they're like, "Well, we got to go dig up Freddy's body in this junkyard." And this is the first time you you learn that Freddy was born because he was his mother was, was locked in it. Was a nun who got locked in a ward and was raped like a hundred times by. Oh my god! Yeah, so Um, Freddie's backstory pretty dark, but pretty dark. Here's what I was gonna say earlier. Um, in comparing Halloween to this movie, Halloween in the first movie doesn't establish really much supernatural shit and doesn't do anything versus Nightmare on Elm Street. It does, and it uh, does a lot. Halloween in subsequent sequels tries and does their best to explain why he is the way he is and like stuff like that i don't think nightmare on elm street really bridges the gap of like yeah we understand how he was born and like stuff like that but we don't understand really why he ended up to be this like dream serial killer we don't understand what happened after death was it because he was this weird i don't know how far did how far did you get into the the series um because they they do go into why he can get i guess i didn't i guess i didn't get that far i watched the one after the dream warriors one for sure and maybe another after that it's freddy's dead when they talk about the dream people right is it that doesn't sound familiar to me so i guess i didn't watch that so basically oh you're right that's the sixth one right yeah so so he it's like these in like the third one skull things yeah in the third one you learn that like he needs the, like the children or souls for him and they like give him strength because yeah, have you seen power. the one where he, where he lifts his shirt up and it's like all the faces in it Drew? all the faces yes. on his chest, yes. on his chest and stuff yeah so you learn that the children are like souls and he needs them for power like it makes him stronger right and then in the sixth one you learn right before he was burning to death these ancient things called the dream people yeah, like they're just like really like terrible CGI. Like offered him, yes, really bad. Flying yeah, souls, and they just like that. That movie was like, in three D. Did you know that? Oh, that would make sense. But because there's parts towards the end where they're like, oh, they're going through like a weapon thing, like oh, look at this, and just like hold it really close to the camera, like pointing at it. It's clearly like oh, that was meant because it was a three D movie so shot. In so basically, what happens, Drew, is that right before he's burning to death by the parents, okay, in the like in real life before he dies. These like ancient dream beings like fly into his mouth and they provide him with the power to. Okay, and it took six movies to six explain mo- that. Yeah, yeah. I mean well, it doesn't make gay, any like, sense. It's the same. Th- so. It is kind of similar to Halloween, where the more they go into the lore like that, it starts it to suck. Gets, but it's like dumb. Yeah. the story, the, gets the difference outrageous. between Halloween and this one with like that lore, like why is why I didn't need to know why Michael Myers was that, and they built upon it. But in in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like we're already thrown into this very bizarre situation of like, he can haunt your dreams and kill you in your dreams. And there's something weird going on here. That was a question I wanted answered like right away. And they took their time getting to there. I didn't even see it. 
It was yeah, it was strange bag for a while. It's just kind of strange. Yeah. To me. The, so you didn't see the six hundred because that's the one I wanted to comment on. Like I think it's a pretty bad movie. It's not very good, but like Ooh. I did kind of like. So part of the plot is Drew. Um, they it's a uh, these like not quite orphans people at like a what is it like juvenile detention center kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a like a halfway house for half for halfway house for kids. Um, yeah, like they have to go back to um what is the town up Nightmare on Elm Street takes place on. Um, I'll look Somewhere it up in Ohio. here. Elm Street. So they have to go back there because like some random kid showed up and like all he knows is he was from that area. Um, Springwood, in, like, so Ohio. That town, Springwood. Yes. Like, there's no kids there. All the kids are gone, and like the townsfolk have gone crazy, and they're like putting on a carnival, but with no kids there. And like the kids show up there and like are just like looking around, and like they're one person tries to, like take the kids in and be like, "I'll be your parent now" and stuff like that. And it's like I like that concept. And they do nothing with it after that point. It's just kind of no. like, yeah, people went a little crazy. No. The school it's, has this, like a teacher yeah, I, teaching no one. I'm looking at the Wicca synopsis. I definitely did not watch this one. I think I watched up until the one previous to this one. Yeah. Yeah. So Dream Dream Master is, I think, the or Dream Baby is the worst one of the. That's the, the one, one where the fifth yeah. one. Yeah. It's just Freddy terrible. is bought like I didn't back like it because of a at all. Yeah. I don't even remember if I finished He's it. He's using the baby's dreams to like. It's real fucking bad. The fourth one I like kind of enjoyed is basically just like a bunch of music videos <laughs> and like montages. Yeah. It was like kind of fun in eighties. That's the one where the kid dies in his waterbed trying to like get he can't. The waterbed, yeah. 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 Um, also, one thing I, I noticed about the Halloween movies, the Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street movies as opposed to the uh Friday the thirteenth movies, way less gratuitous nudity. Like the yeah the night right. the friday the 13th movies it's just like boobs 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 well there's boobs, a, boobs. a bit in have you seen jason x <laughs> yes the one where he's in space and in like, space. like they set up like a hologram place where it's like we'll put him in like his natural elements like a, a campground place and it's just like two chicks that are there they just go we love premarital oh shit <laughs> <laughs> they're like we love premarital sex and they rip their shirts off and it's just two yeah. chicks topless and yeah. like, that's all it was it's like yeah that's what like friday the 13th was about Friday the 13th was way, and I was like, I was surprised by how little of that there was in the the sequels of the Halloween ones. Yeah. And the Nightmare Well, some of them get down to PG-13 even in the sequel really? of Halloween. Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty, I'm uh, I fairly guess, certain. I guess the fourth one might have been. Yeah. Or even the curse. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was, that was kind of a funny. It was less gratuitous. Like there definitely wasn't the first couple Halloweens, but it wasn't. Yeah, like ever, just like we're gonna like Friday like, the Thirteenth is like it's like a very a common occurrence, an important part of it. Apparently, yes, yeah. Um, there was something else I was gonna say about Dream Warriors that you hated it. The, the part that made me just like what the fuck, and it was very cheesy, was when Kin Kincaid like came in, like broke through a wall or a door or yeah. something. And they're like, oh, Kincaid, I could just kiss you. And he's like, what's stopping you, baby? And like, she like, it was the dumbest bullshit I'd Which, ever seen. Uh, like, what to Pat's credit, he said this is just a super 80s film. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the Dream Warriors is just an incredibly enjoyable movie to me. It's, it's that one and Halloween 4 are just super fun to watch. Like, yeah, they're just fun. There's no, there's no point. There's no real stakes. It's just like good Halloween fun. Let's get a superhero team together to take down Freddy. Drew, did you watch uh, New Nightmare? 
No. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. That movie is... If it takes place after 6 or, like, was produced after yeah. 6, I didn't... Yeah, so it's it's a very cool concept. Yeah, so it's like, very meta. It's clearly, like, the precursor for him making Scream also. Yes. Yeah, but okay. it's incredibly meta. So what it, the plot is, Drew, that these are the actors, like um, the, the woman who played Nancy in Robert I've England read about stuff. this. Yeah. yeah. And, and Freddie's coming out in real life in that. It's incredibly so, meta about it. Heather Langenkamp plays herself. Yeah. Robert England plays Robert England and Wes Craven and is Freddy in it. also. Yeah. yeah, Wes Craven is in it. So wait, stuff. does like Freddie kill Robert England? No. no, so that part is like Robert England just like disappears. Kind he like kind of figures out what's happening and then disappears. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm none, none of this bullshit. <laughs> it's it's a good movie. I yeah. I like it. I'm a sucker for anything that gets very meta though. Um, that, is, that is odd. So, do we want to discuss the difficult question of which one that we we like more? Is it time? I, yeah, I think it's. Time. I think it's that time. I'm. I'm curious. Does can anyone? Um, I know what I'm going to pick, and I don't know if you guys know what you pick. I do. I I do know what I'm going to pick. Oh, okay. Should, how do we want to handle this? Because I I I wonder if maybe we're all going to pick the same thing, and then I'm wondering if is there going to be someone who can maybe make it? Because I was okay. I was listening to the besties, which they talk about uh, like game of the year, like video games. And they, yep. at one point they were all at a point, like we're all going to pick this video game, but can anyone like try and make a uh, argument for the other one? Um, Let me just if, flat if I... out say, is anyone going to pick uh nightmare on Elm street? No, no. Okay. Can anyone make, a case for um, Nightmare on Elm Street, even though you might not. I can't. Yeah, I can't do no, it. I can only make a case for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to so, do it, Tanner? I'm sure. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try my hand at it. I mean, yeah. So, like, for one, the special effects in the film, we've talked about, like, for 1984, it's buck wild what they were able to do. Like, practical effects making it appear the way it does is amazing. It also takes a lot of what have been tropes for the last, like, um, six years, seven years. For, since Halloween, and just kind of flips them on their head a bit, too. And, like, where the kids are completely aware of what's happening, they 100% understand it. And Nancy being the final girl, but is 100% in control of the situation and knows what she's gonna do. Like, and the acting's all great, I think, and I the set pieces are amazing. I mean, the thing where I think it loses the most to me is the cinematography is just not on par with Carpenter's films of, like, his great shots and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that can you? I think Pat, you, you can also argue try a case that it's, Yeah, it's a little bit more. See, it's tough because like slashers just like followed the genre, like followed what Halloween did, right? So like, there's been a ton of movies like Halloween, but I think the nightmare aspect of Elm Street is so original and so cool, and was such like a, it was like needed. It was like, wow, this is a fresh take on the slasher film, that it's almost cooler than halloween yeah at this point but to tanner's point i just think i mean without halloween there's no nightmare on elm street like that that's just like nightmare on elm street is an extension of halloween and i think that's why halloween is is still the goat but if i had to take a stab at defending nightmare it would have to be that this one was like it was weird and I'm like completely on board with that. It's I mentioned this before, and I'm 
I'll bring it to bring up previous episodes. It's why I wanted to like the keep because it was yeah. fucking weird. And I love that. Yeah. I'm like well, we, down for that keep, on paper, what? the plot of the keep. It's like, Oh, this movie sounds like oh, a cool. fucking rule. And maybe yeah, it maybe is good. And it's like four had to cut form. out just an hour of the film to where it made no sense. <laughs> so yeah, that's nightmare. I, it's like really weird and like bizarre. And like, like you said, it's, it's a fresh, it's a breath of fresh air to like well, have a killer who's like talking back to you. Yeah, and he's talking yeah. stuff. And like, uh, this does get some credit for like um, taking care of slasher fatigue because by then in '84 it was kind of becoming a fatigue thing. Yeah, there was and, like, so three every Craven Halloween. has twice been credited for like kind of revitalizing the slasher genre, bringing it back again in two different decades because mm-hmm. it was this and then Scream. And, and I think you could make a case, and I think I probably would say this. I think. There's more sequels to Nightmare on Elm Street that I like more than Halloween sequels because I love Dream Warriors. Uh, yeah, the fourth one's pretty good, and New Nightmare is really good. And for Halloween, yeah. you know, it's pretty much it's the second one, the second From... one, the f- the fourth one, and the new one. Yeah, you don't like H two O. H2O is really good. You know, actually, maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. It's tough. It's, it's tough. From, but the thing is, like, Halloween has I, the advantage of just, like, cutting it off and then starting, like, from the second movie yeah. on again or from the first movie on again. Yeah. Whereas Nightmare just kept going. Like, there's powered through. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah that shit that ha- Except maybe the second movie. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, with the more I watched of what little I watched of each one, because obviously you've watched them all. Yeah. The more I watched the Halloween sequels, the more I was just like, God damn it, this is shitty and I hate it. Like what yes. we're building onto this, we don't need to. Come on, get back to the first movie. Which is maybe why I would like twenty eighteen more and I haven't seen it and someday I will, I'm sure. But like the more Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street sequels went on after the second one, I was like I don't like this as much as the first one, but at least this is like a consistent, it's like a consistent enjoyment, I'd say. Yeah, like it's four not and as good. five of Halloween are like, they're the same thing. He comes back and he starts killing people. And it's just mm. him methodically chasing down teenagers and, and cutting them up, which is fine. I like yeah. Halloween four, but like at least. A Michael, like, come kill me. What are you yes. doing, Michael? Yes. That's all. <laughs> That's a is. pretty good Loomis voice. Loomis. Too. Yeah, you're a pretty good at Loomis. Uh, they all at least like like Drew said Michael. they try. <laughs> Nightmare tries to like be original. You know, it doesn't really work, but at least they fucking give it an effort. And Halloween's like, eh, we know yeah. it works, and we'll just keep doing it until Paul Rudd comes in and fucks it all up. Yeah, but like Nightmare, I, like they could have way more like sensational type sets and stuff, and just like it's yeah. a warehouse full of comics and a kids running through it. At one point, they're black and white. Like they take way more chances in Nightmare than you, they do in Halloween. Halloween's also a, grounded more in realism, though. And they mm-hmm. do a lot of more weird things. Like, uh, which one was I watching? Where a guy was riding a motorcycle and the motorcycle like fucking like starts like going into, into him. him yeah and was injecting fuel into his face was, yeah that was cool i forgot about that sequence that was which one was that it, yeah nightmare probably has more unique and cool kills remember. that's the fourth or fifth one that's um, the fifth one no four, which one four, was four. the one where like that someone was someone was stuck in a time loop and they're like we gotta go get in the car i'll drive and then they like oh, that's, and then that that's that's nightmare that's freddy's that's dead sixth you've one. seen that one yeah you've seen that yeah you apparently have seen that one Oh, because they're trying to get out of the house and stuff. In maybe the, you in, just didn't finish it. No, Freddy is dead. Is the one that's meta? I I've no, 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 no. no. Oh, that's, a new that's... nightmare is the meta one. This is the one oh. before it. 
You okay, yeah, did. then I've seen the one. Maybe you yeah, didn't finish man, it because it, it changes. This is why we that. were kind of cut back on why on, <laughs> yeah, on what we can see for this podcast. Because I fucking I watched so much of it within like just yeah. so short a time. That I mean, it's yeah, all folks, together. this is why we have we are completely changed the it format. Is, we're not just watching entire filmographies. It's it's quite it's, it's, it's too much. Yeah, but it's let's maybe flip. We've talked. I think that's but, the stuff that makes Nightmare good. Yeah, what is it that makes? That, it's Halloween like I watched good. Nightmare, and like Pat said earlier, I was like, "Oh shit, is this better than Halloween?" Because I watched it before I rewatched Halloween, and then I re- I rewatched Halloween. I'm like, "Oh, it doesn't even fucking like it's, it's not even the same level of like just Halloween. quality film." Halloween for me, I was just like, I was very invested and like on board for it the whole time. Just like it's so that, like we said, that build up to it before builds the he... tension, the best out of any of these films mm-hmm. for sure. And it still holds up, and it came out in 1978. Like, that's yeah. just yeah. impressive. That's impressive that it does that. Uh, the shots, like you said, it's just it's just a better shot movie, I think. It's so yeah. good. Um, yeah, that's just it. I don't know. It's a better it's film. Excellent. It's, it's, yeah, it's just more a better movie. well-made. It's more suspenseful. It's... I'm, I'm more on board. I usually like the weird, but I'm, like, more on board for this one because it's just, uh, like we said before... He it's just happenstance that he is going after Jamie Lee Curtis. Um and it's eerie and how and and weird that he's able to get away with everything he does, but it makes sense because the town isn't looking for it. It's yeah. I don't know. It's bizarre. Yeah. I love I, it. I think we're all in agreement that Halloween is, is better than Nightmare on Elm Street, but they're both great movies and you should watch them if you haven't. And the sequels yes. have and Only looking sequels, at the first diminish, movies, diminishing returns on the sequels for sure for both yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. hard to it's hard to keep making those kind of movies. I mean, it is sequels inherently. I don't care yeah. the franchise sequels are typically going to get worse as they go on. So, Not every franchise, but if we pick Halloween here, I have a question for you guys: Friday the Thirteenth or this one or Halloween? Halloween. Oh, Halloween! <laughs> Halloween, easy. Which one is it? Friday the Thirteenth. The first one actually isn't Jason, right? It's the mom. Yep. It's his mom. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right away there, like the first one doesn't have the same elements. Jason that doesn't Friday have the, the hockey mask better. until the third movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the second one, he's got the bag. He's got right? the bag. Yeah. Thank you, Friday the Thirteenth video game. Yeah, that's the reason the, you know that. Yeah, the Friday the Thirteenth movies are 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 more just like camp. They, they are one hundred percent. We are just campy slasher, and you're gonna see boobs. That's what. They well, are. yeah, that's it's why, campy. That's it's why it takes place on a camp, guys. Come on. <laughs> that's why we I had can't... the idea though. Pat was like, we should do Nightmare and Halloween because they're the two better franchises. Like they make good movies. Friday the Thirteenth is just mindless like slasher shit to yeah, like put like, on. That's all it is, and he's right. Jason Takes Manhattan is one of the most ridiculous movies. Whenever, whenever I hear the title of Jason Takes Manhattan, it sounds I'm like a joke. The anim- I'm reminded of the animated dinosaur movie about oh, we're, back. we're back, where they're like yeah. in Manhattan and they're dinosaurs. Such a fucking. Well, well, so most of takes place like, on Jason, a boat like, anyway. down Broadway. <laughs> I will say though, Freddy vs. Jason, pretty good. Like, oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. That yeah, that I, movie is more fun than I remembered. It was yeah, just a, it's then, a fun romp. It's not great, yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, another question. So, like, there's there's Michael Myers, there's Jason, and there's Freddy. A fourth potential one would be Pinhead, right? Like, if yeah, we had Pinhead, or one. some people would throw in Leatherface. 
Leatherface yeah. would be good. What about yeah, Ghostface but... or for uh, Ghostface you is just too Ghostface. recent it, mo- for most people, but I I would count him. I mean, for but, my like slasher icons, it would be um, Freddy, Michael, Jason, and I would say Ghostface because I, I yeah. love the Scream franchise though. Because if you like like Pinhead, if you've ever seen the first Hellraiser, it's it's like not a slasher. It's like a super weird movie. It's very yeah. so. You that check brings it out. me to it's more like, the main thing I wanted to ask is the that Lord. like when we picked out which two we were going to do uh, for this, like Freddy or no, 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 Jason and Michael Myers are more analogous to each yes. other than yeah. Michael Myers Freddy. and Freddy. Would Freddy be more like in the camp of Hellraiser? No, it'd be more like uh, Pin or uh, Scarface or yeah, Ghostface. Scarface, Scarface, that classic. Scarface, slasher. Yeah, Freddy. Freddy's definitely closer to um, Ghostface, which ironically is Wes Craven also, but because yes. he talks to the victims of the. Stuff. I guess yeah, yeah I, I have the no thing... concept of what Hellraiser is even about. But you guys said it was weird, so I was like, "Is Freddy?" Yeah, I consider uh, it more like psychedelic and trippy, kind of. Yeah, well, it's I mean, about so is Freddy. Cinnabite two, no, nah, but not like no, those. it's not. Nah, you, you, like okay. I just, you just need to watch. You, you should watch. Yeah, you, I was, yeah, I don't think you would like some of the scenes. Actually, in, don't in don't Hellraiser. watch Hellraiser. You, or, you wouldn't like Hellraiser. Yeah. It's a very. Can we uh, watch it? To, can we watch it together? Yeah, yes. we can do that sometime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and the and Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Leatherface, like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is a very different film tonally than all of the slashers. It's it's yes. it's a fucked up movie. It's fucked and up. I'm and so Rob Zombie has said so that's like his, uninterested in watching his that biggest movie inspiration because, for his films. Yeah. Which makes Which sense. Why you should not watch any Rob Zombie films on a very like concrete basis level. I'm more. I would if you gave me a movie about someone who's stabbing someone with a knife. And then another movie where someone is cutting up people with the chainsaw. Give me the knife movie. I, I Honestly, just... the chainsaw part of Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't even the weird part. Like no. that's just like it's, it's just, just it's... a fucking depraved movie. But it's yeah, it's really yeah. good. Like I like it a lot. You should check it out. But how many movies are there in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh, like oh, five or so. There's quite a bit. And then there's all the remakes. Yeah, they like spread oh, I out thought there was super three. far apart. Wait, yeah, when did it's... the first movie come out? Like 1970, and it was made on like six a super or something thin like that. Budget I thought like, that was way newer. In the desert, in a house that had no AC and stuff, and like a lot yeah, of what you're seeing are the actors really reacting because they're so yes. like under stress and shit. It's wild. It's a it's wild a fucked movie. Up film. Yeah, yeah. You should you should watch it. Yeah. Uh, watch it. Watch, watch it alone. Let's watch it I... together. <laughs> <laughs> I need someone to hold my hand. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, this was fun. I think uh, yeah. is any any last thoughts? We kind of went off on just general other horror movies with my last question there, which I think everyone should watch more horror movies. Is my general thought. Yeah, they're great. They're I, I underrated genre. I will say I had way more fun with this than I thought I would, and yeah. um, it and is I fun to talk we about texting, with you guys. We we're like super interested in seeing Drew's perspective on watching these films. If he'll like be like, I fucking hated all of this or not. <laughs> I which seems like he I didn't, didn't hate it. And the fact that I only, I think the furthest movie I got was late 80s. So, like, we'll, we'll, I don't know how later movies are with like the, the graphicness of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, in my mind, when I was watching those movies, I was like, this is completely fake. Like, I, this and is I think fine. that's a, a lot of shit with horror movies. Like, a lot of them that like are famous and stuff aren't as bad as you think they are in terms of like the no. gore and stuff, really. Yeah. Cause they have to Camille or they have to appeal to a commercial audience. Cause, yeah, so, they like, want to make money. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
So they after like in the nineties and especially in the thousands, they get a lot more glossier and yes, um, like sure. all the like the Grudge or the Ring or the Final Destination movies. They're just a, like a lot prettier looking than the eighties horror movies. Yep. I would say. Um, yeah. um, do we want to preview what we're doing? Uh, we want to call her shot again and have it be wrong next month. <laughs> yeah, I think like, we're actually going to do this. Babe one. Ruth just fucking holding out the bat here, and then like except if Babe Ruth didn't actually out. hit the homework. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, do right, we, we want to? Like, is this like? Did, I think. I mean, this is pretty easy. It. It's just three movies. I think yeah. we'll be able to. Do take we want to announce what movies we're going to watch? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, okay. then, if people want to watch them before they listen, yes. All right, that's fair. We should have maybe uh, tweeted out about our change of plans for this, or whatever. Whoops. I don't think anyone is fucking watching these movies. I, we're not big guys. No, <laughs> yeah. Give it another week or two. Yet, uh, yeah. I mean, we're gonna blow up after this, we release a Halloween episode after Halloween. So yeah, this was Simpsons one that Halloween you. Special. This these next couple of directors were ones that you were very passionate about, right? Or at least one you were passionate about, Patrick. Right? I just I, we're doing Paul Thomas Anderson. And the new format is that we each pick a movie from a director's filmography and we talk about them. So I chose The Master. Drew chose There Will Be Blood. There Will Be Blood, yeah. You're right. And then Tanner chose Boogie Nights. Yep. And I just wanted to pick PTA because I don't know why I like The Master. I don't know. I mean, I kind of know what it's about. I know what it's about. But, like, I don't know why I like it so much. But it's I've, amazing, and I wanted I've to not, talk to people about it. So I, I've not I seen PTA. I, I've not seen the master. I don't. I've not seen Boogie Nights. I don't think I've seen There Will Be Blood, but I only oh, picked I, There Will Be I Blood. I haven't seen any of these. I only picked There Will Be Blood because one, I recognized it, and two, is is Daniel Day Lewis in that one? Oh, yes. he's in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and this is this is the oil one, like where yes. they're oil Mongols, and okay. Yes. Moguls, these movies are, are I, I would strongly suggest watching them all in one not all in one sitting but watching the movie that would be horrible <laughs> start to finish start to finish no, yeah like don't don't break day. it up yeah yeah but uh yeah so we're gonna do pta next and then i think after that we're gonna do our good buddy uh did we decide stanley kubrick i think see what we're gonna do yeah to compare and we're with comparing PTA. them yeah yes. so the new format, also, we should say, is that it's one episode per director, right? Yes. Yeah, because otherwise That's it's just too long. That's important because we run out of steam, honestly, for the second director. So next episode is PTA. And yep. those three Followed will be by... Boogie Nights, There Will Be Blood, and The Master. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. We haven't picked out the, the movies for Kubrick. Kubrick yet. No. No. Well, obviously not to the end of the next episode. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. I think I know what I want to pick. Ooh. For, for Kubrick, I think. I think. Okay. Well, we can discuss that off mic. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, so do you want me to thank Brett Jacobson for creating the, the art for the show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, thanks that. to Brett Jacobson who created the art for our show. <laughs> um, That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah, no, that is right. I thought yeah, that Brett did like, the wait, music what did I do? and Carl did the uh, art. No, you just yeah, I don't know. yeah, but Brett made it's the art for our show. I love it's fun. I love that we kinda like threw we haven't really talked about our art in depth, right? Like it's us like we kinda each threw other. we I think there are two Easter eggs in there, which is kind of fun to add in. Yes. Yeah, so he, he did a dope job on the art. Um 
Brett uh, doesn't like slasher films uh, because he would rather live them, is what he says. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's a it's a bold choice. <laughs> uh, we also want to thank Carl Sorensen for making the theme for our show. Um, Carl, we gave him some inspiration. He just ran with it and made a. I love our theme. It's like fucking dope. It's dark. It's it gets me pumped up. Um, and he he'd be more than happy to do some musical things for you. Um, if you go to carljsorensen.com, you can uh, link up with him, and he'd be happy to help you out for whatever your need is. I know in the past he's made obviously podcast themes. He's made um, he's made a soundboard of my. He's voice made before. soundboards, which is very fun. He's made um themes for mobile games i believe um i think he's also made themes for someone's D session um he, he just did like a, some music on some indie film once too he did yeah, yeah he did i remember that yeah so like carl's a good guy to know um also speaking of D and this is completely going back to dream warriors this was a thought i had one of my favorite tropes about movies is when they can't say dungeons and dragons yep. so they make up an alternate game title for it, it? did dungeons and dragons like not have not let people talk about their movie they their must stuff? not have the only time i can think of Bad dungeons and dragons um <laughs> dungeons and dragons is stranger stranger yeah, things stranger things they're the and only community. ones who, like, oh yeah, I guess yeah that's true community. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like in movies when they're like, we can't say it's basketball because we're a sci-fi movie, so we're going to make up a basketball-adjacent sport. Yeah, stupid shit like that. Anyway, uh, Carl's a good guy to know. CarlJSorensen.com. Um, this has been direct off uh, our Halloween spooky episode, and I guess I can confidently say uh, that's a wrap. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs>